0: The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Bounces all tackles, spins up to
1: 35, shakes off another defender to 5, spins into the end zone, touchdown Seals Grove Seals.
0: Now it's time for Seals Game Day from the hearts of Seal Nation, driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien
1: and Dave Hess. Welcome to Central Mountain High School and welcome to Seals Game Day. Driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Honda's, Lincoln in the North 4th Street, Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia's routes 11 and 15 on the Strip in Hummels Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by Coach Dave Hess. Tonight on Eagle 107, the Seals Grow Seals look to improve the 2 and 0 versus the 1 and 0 Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove leads the series four games to zero. That's the all-time series between these two teams, the Wildcats. That includes a win over the Wildcats in 2019, 38-21. to That came in week eight a year ago. As I welcome Dave into the conversation, the Seals used five rushing touchdowns to dominate Milton defense a week ago a rushing game will need to continue to be very strong as we slowly see the development of the passing
2: game with first-year quarterback, senior Coy Bastian. Absolutely, and I, I couldn't have been more happy with their run game last week. They did a tremendous job. And anytime you have a first-year starter quarterback, I know that uh, Coy had some time two years ago, but when you get a, a first-year guy basically starting a quarterback, you're going to have you're going to have to bring the passing game along gradually. But um, Coy is a, a very confident kid. He did throw well last week when he threw the ball. They didn't throw much. I talked to Coach Hicks before the, uh, just a few minutes ago about uh, whether or not they're going to open up the passing game, and he said that he said the game is going to dictate whether we have to do that or not. But that is something they're going to be working on. We'll have to follow that along as we go
1: throughout the game. The last part, excuse me, on the defensive side, the seals held the black panthers 147 yards. Milton did have a 13 play drive that showcased a rushing attack but we were impressed with the adjustments that the coaching staff
2: made in the defense because Milton never saw that type of success throughout the entire final two quarters no and and you know and it wasn't necessary to make any adjustments until they had that drive and yeah they they closed things up i mean Milton was using pretty much a, a power run game and and they were having some success and you know, they, obviously the coaching staff started putting defensive linemen into the gaps they were running through and blitzing backers to those gaps. So they did a real nice job last week. It couldn't be more happy. Their defense was outstanding. I think that's the best I've seen a Seals Grove defense, especially the front, that the, the down men and the backers play in, in the first game in a long time. Well, the last part of the dominance came in the
1: special teams. How good is this stat line from your special teams? Three block punts, a blocked extra point. Seal senior kicker Kyle Rule went 6-for-6 six six with PATs. And the game changer, an 84-yard kickoff return by junior return man
2: Nate Alvin. Exceptional, exceptional night for the special teams. Uh, Coach X could not have been more happy. Uh, I, I talked to him about it. He was very happy with it. The only thing that could top that is if we would have if we would hit a couple of field goals. But, you know what, you can't complain. That's a heck of a night.
1: Well, the field goals they did try were were deep field goals, 50, 40 some yards. But the thing you mentioned about the field goals, one thing you learned is it wasn't because they were
2: sailing or shanking or going off no. to left or right. He was nailing them straight down the middle. Just didn't have enough leg under the conditions a week ago. That's right. And he's going to develop that leg as the year goes on because he's going to get more comfortable. First game, you know, the, especially with the off season we've had, you know, I'm sure that he wasn't quite up to where he could be. So, and and he's an exceptional kicker, I think. And to be honest, that's rule. Yep. And and to be honest with you, I think he's going to start hitting those big ones here very shortly. May need him at any
1: point in the season, so not necessarily did he make them, but you definitely know what his capabilities are and his strength as he goes throughout the rest of the season. Now looking at the Seals' opponent, last week Central Mountain dominated up front on both sides of the ball. They kept Chickalimmi off the scoreboard until late in the fourth quarter as the Wildcats complete a dominating 33-6 victory in that game. The Wildcats showed good balance on the offensive side, on both uh, from an offensive standpoint, through the air, and with big plays on the ground as well. We were impressed with what we saw from the Central Mountain team.
2: So you're doggone right. Uh, I'll tell you what, what um, Brett Gerlach, uh, their quarterback, was 6 of 8 last week for 123 yards. That's a good night. Good opening night for a quarterback. But their running back, Ryan Pence, uh, Pence was was real tough. He ran for 100 and, well, 132 yards, two touchdowns, on 14 carries. This is a scary uh, team. Uh, they're huge up front. Uh, they have a guard that's like 300 and some pounds. They're they're big across across the whole line. The tight end is a big kid. They're, this is a legitimate a legitimately good football team we're playing tonight. And I hope that people give them enough credit because they they deserve credit at this point because I'm seeing a, a, a nice team out there.
1: You talk about how they were able to run the ball, and you talk of Gerlach, the quarterback, and Pence, the running back. Impressive. The Wildcats' first touchdown came on a 75-yard 20-play drive, taking nearly 10 minutes on the drive. Central Mountain converted on three third downs, two fourth downs to keep the drive alive. The drive was capped with the Gerlach quarterback keeper, and Central Mountain got off to a 7 nothing lead. They would not relinquish that lead, and that came with 440 left in the first half. Twenty plays, Dave. What that tells me is this, this team was disciplined and they're able to
2: overcome those third and fourth downs. It tells me the seals need to get them boys off the field. We have to play great third third down football tonight. If you're going to win a game, you have to play good foot uh, good third down football. That's a, that is going to be a paramount tonight to get this win. They've got to get that offense off the field. They can't they can't just let them grind it out and and move the chains all night long. Man, we have a lot to cover between the Seals and the Wildcats. Also, we'll put the final
1: word on the Seals game last week, the win over the Milton Black Panthers. We'll check in with other games going on a part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family as we hear from the broadcast teams covering the Shicklemy Braves and the Lewisburg Green Dragons. Also, we'll hear from Coach Tara Kicks. And finally, we'll get Dave's take Well, what's going to seal the deal for victory for the Seal and Scrove Seals. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
3: In-store, at home, or anywhere in between. Now, you decide how to buy your next car, truck, van, or SUV. Conduct the entire process online from the comfort of your home and let us deliver your new vehicle to you. Or begin the experience online and finish it in our store for a quick and easy car buying experience. With never-before-seen incentives, now is the time to buy. All backed by our lowest price guarantee. So start your online digital buying experience today at BlazeAlexander.com. Taking deals the other guys won't.
4: If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you missed the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone, from moms and dads right down to all the kids, always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfields.net.
3: Before we- travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummelsworth, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. We
5: all sometimes are in need of a way to express how we feel. When you want to say congratulations on that beautiful new baby, great job, happy birthday, happy anniversary, or simply I care, trust Gracie's Flowers in Seals Grove to give your feelings their finest expression. Gracie's is a full service florist. No matter the occasion, Gracie's will work their magic and put together a customized gift basket and add balloons, plants, candles, plush animals, fruits, or snacks for a personal touch. Local delivery is available, and Gracie's Teleflora Services can send you bouquet to loved ones anywhere, anytime. 570-374-4923 570-374-4923 for Gracie's Flowers. 901 North Market Street in Sealance Grove.
6: You'll see the world of difference at Central Vision Eye Care in the Susquehanna Valley. Conserving and improving your vision with the latest ophthalmic technology is the commitment of Dr. Daniel Facero and Dr. Tara Unsecker-Fasero. Central Vision Eye Care is scheduling appointments for their locations in Lewisburg, Milton, and Montoursville. Central Vision Eye Care for vision exams, medical exams, cataract surgery. Central Vision Eye Care, where patients are their focus. See us at Central Vision TheNightCare.com or call 570-768-4970. That's 570-768-4970. Eagle 107.
1: Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. We're in Mill Hall, Central Mountain High School, getting ready for the Sealers Grove Seals and the Central Mountain Wildcats, both looking to go 2-0 on the season. Seals Grove got the win a week ago over the Milton Black Panthers in an impressive fashion, 42-6. And maybe more impressive was what we saw from the Central Mountain Wildcats where they put away Shikalemi. 33 to 6 we watched them on film and boy we saw a lot of good things and as dave said can't take this team lightly this team looks completely different from what you've seen over the years and coach rainier has them prepared to try to get to 2-0 and but before we continue with that let's take a look back at the win a week ago as we mentioned they beat the black panthers 33 or excuse me 42 to 6 started with a shown 41 yard touchdown run Followed by Orion Ryan Omid, 53-yard touchdown run. Boy, scoring 14 points. The game got off to a little bit of a slow start. But, boy, once you got those two explosive touchdowns in there, you started to feel that momentum change. And with a team that's trying to survive and trying to build some momentum and some positivity,
2: two plays like that really stretch you out and really test you in terms of how you feel about yourself. Yeah, and when you're a team that, that struggled with uh, one win the last couple of years, that that's a rough situation. They they hung in for a while, but uh, when we got those two touchdowns, it was pretty much lights out for Milton. And then Ryan Almy got his second touchdown of the night a week ago, a two-yard touchdown run, the extra point
1: by Rule Good, and it was 21 nothing. But then Milton, as we mentioned, they would go on a 13-play drive, 80 yards, took six minutes, they would score, and you and I have focused on, and I know it's something from a coach's standpoint, they scored, missed the extra point. So you felt the air kind of come out of the balloon. But from a coach, and you're like, all right, well, we scored though. We 13 play drive, you're feeling good. Let's build it up. Let's get ready. The ensuing kickoff, Nate Amit, 84 yard touchdown return to boost the lead back up to three scores. Boy, you're talking again about a team that's fragile in terms of, of a level of positivity. Another blow to you as you're trying to
2: promote that in your program. Oh, you better believe it. And and that was truly, the, I thought the backbreaker play. Of it the game. absolutely was. That just that put them under. I mean, they they had a great they had a great drive. The kids came off the field feeling good about themselves. People think, oh, I missed an extra point. No big deal. That's a huge deal. That's a huge deal when you when you cap off a scoring drive for that extra point. And then yeah, to come out and and, and have our, our return man go the length of the field. I was pumped. I, I loved it, but man, I'll tell you what, that really that really took the wind out of Milton sales. So at halftime score would be twenty-eight to six. And then Hoover, T Hoover, back to
1: back touchdowns would push the lead to forty-two six at the end of the third quarter. And that would be all the scoring. So Seals Grove start the twenty twenty season with the win over the Milton Black Panthers to go to one and zero Again set up tonight's game at Mill Hall Central Mountain High School to take on the Wildcats. But before we start talking more about the Seals and the Wildcats, it's time to check in with the other broadcasts going on a part of Sunbury Broadcasting Family, and we check in with the voice of the Chickalemi Braves, Kevin Hur, covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com.
7: Trust. That's been the word of the week with Coach Jim Kaiser and his team. Trust yourself. Trust your teammates, trust your coaches. A week ago in the loss at Central Mountain, collectively, the Braves kind of looked like they were trying to make a big play on every snap. Well, that game ended up being about eight plays that made the difference, but unfortunately for the Braves, most of them were Central Mountain scoring plays. Now tonight, Shikolemi hosts Jersey Shore, an easy winner over Shamokin at home a week ago. The Bulldogs may not be as big up front as Central Mountain, but they still have a solid front five for that running game that sends basically wide receivers into a running back situation and, of course, wings and running backs themselves. Now, Shigalimi's offense is going to see a familiar defensive scheme as they did last week with Central Mountain. Uh, The holes were there for the running game, but they just weren't there too long. So the Braves' offensive line are going to have to... Just get that running back open a little bit longer. Maybe open that hole another half a beat or so with this Jersey Shore defense to try and get those running backs through the hole and for a nice little gain. Coach Jim Kaiser making a few changes on the offensive side of the ball, including putting Davis Marshall in at tight end. That gives Balistrini a big target in the middle of the field and some matchup problems for this Jersey Shore defense that runs a 5-2. John Pfeiffer will also be in the lineup tonight, adding another big target at wide receiver. Shikalumi hosts Jersey Shore, Shikalumi Stadium, tonight on News Radio 1070, WKOK, WKOK.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Join the Chief Dave Ritchie and me beginning at 6 for the pregame kickoff is at 7. I'm Kevin Hur for Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107.
1: Thank you, Kevin, Given the preview of the Shikalumi Braves, obviously trying to bounce back in a big way, but boy, what a task in front of them, taking on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, an opponent Seals Grove will see down the road. But, again, what a tough task to try to get your first win of the season after the loss a week ago to the Central Mountain Wildcats. But we move on to the next game that we find on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation family, and that's the Lewisburg Green Dragons. So it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The
8: Valley and WVLY.com. The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Mifflinburg Wildcats in the Little Brown Jug game tonight at Harold L. Bowling Stadium on the campus of Samuels Grove High School. Last week, Lewisburg was defeated by Central Columbia by a score of 28-7 in a game in which Lewisburg turned the ball over to Central Columbia three times that resulted in 14 points for the Blue Jays. Record-setting senior running back Max Moyers led the way with 82 rushing yards and one touchdown for the Green Dragons. Lewisburg struggled offensively against the Blue Jays and are looking for more consistency in their offense tonight against the Wildcats. Mifflinburg comes into the Little Brown Jug contest with a record of 0-1 after losing to the Danville Ironman last week by a score of 49-7. The Wildcats are led on offense by senior quarterback Jacob Wrights and sophomore running back Andrew Deal. Lewisburg will see a similar style defense tonight from the Wildcats as they did against Central Columbia as both of these teams play an odd man front defense. Both teams come into tonight's contest trying to establish offensive consistency, which will help them to be more successful for the rest of the season. Lewisburg needs to control the line of scrimmage and stop the turnovers to come out on top of the Wildcats. Game time is 7 o'clock with a pregame show at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107
1: that greg updated on the lewisburg or a preview of the lewisburg green dragons again as they get moving into week two very different season obviously we talked about it last week a strange offseason weren't sure if we're going to have this or not but i tell you dave beautiful place to be right now central mountain up here in mill hall bald eagle township beautiful setup here unfortunate about the fans can't come and watch because it is just an ideal uh high school football game weather-wise but it doesn't take away from what seals is trying to do in this season, and it's the same goals it always is: win the hack, win the districts if we're having them, and then whatever happens from there. And it's important that they get this win here on the road as they get ready for back-to-back home games the next two weeks.
2: You're right, and this is this is we're off to a great start. And good game against uh, Milton last week, and now we have a challenging team up here in Central Mountain. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game for us, and you know. at – I like where we are. I I look for a great success out of this football team this year. And, Pat, you're right. You could not get a better night for football. It's cool. It's breezy. It is absolutely stunning up here. The mountains and the the sunshine, it's just wonderful. we'll we'll continue with SEALs game day
1: after this break. (coughs) This is SEALs game day. Driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107
9: and eagle107.com. It's time to put Wi-Fi where it belongs, everywhere replace your router and blanket your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi powered by Plume and SECV. Plume continuously learns about your internet needs and gets better each day. Plume also brings you parental controls, guest access, ad blocking, and security protection from suspicious content and devices, all available at the touch of a button through the Plume app. Call 1-877-955-SECV or visit secv.com Plume to learn more.
10: Ceilin's Go Forward is kicking off this football season with some hard-hitting deals on new Fords. Save up to $7,200 off a 2020 Edge and 0% for 60 months. Save up to $10,000 on Ford F-150 XLTs. Save up to $7,500 on a 2020 Ford EcoSport all-wheel drive. Buy it now for 2965 dollars plus tax and tags. It's going on now at the bridge in Sealands Grove. Sealands Grove Ford is the home of Mr. Sharpie and the Sharp Pencil Deal. Tax and tags extra, all rebates to dealer. Edge savings based on stock number 20109T. EcoSport based on stock number
11: 20011T. F 150 based on stock number 2004 AT. (sighs) There she is again. Always messing with your eyebrows. She's you fussing in the mirror. Time for microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa. Microblading is a semi-permanent procedure that creates perfectly shaped and colored eyebrows without the daily work. Done by licensed technicians. Mention this ad and save $100 off your session in September. Stop messing with your brows with microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa. Market Street, Middleburg. And on Facebook at Blessed Beauty. 570-837-1188. Another
6: crazy season. I mean weird. A stadium sporting that used to sound like this, now sounds like this. But you've got the game on the radio and you can still get great food. Delicious Dairy Queen Grill and Chill.
10: Check out the new fall Blizzard menu, the Sauced and Tossed Honey Barbecue Chicken Strip Basket, and the new Pumpkin Cookie Butter Shake with cookie butter, pumpkin puree, whipped topping, and nutmeg.
6: Sealands Grove High School Football in DQ. And your crowd goes wild. Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Roots 1115 on the Strip. Sealance Grove. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's Jeep Adventure Days, and we're celebrating with special Jeep pricing for everyone. We have huge discounts on every new Jeep in stock, up to $6,000 off new Jeep Cherokees to qualified individuals. We're also discounting every new Jeep Renegade up to $7,000. Jeep Adventure Day discounts all month long, great selection, 0% financing on many Jeep models. It's going to be a fun
3: month. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman Difference. Call 570-988-Jeep or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com.
0: Eagle 107 is W-E-G-H, Northumberland, Sealance Grove. Your home for Sealance Grove Seals football. Help!
4: Uh, You might want to sit down for this. Here comes
0: another classic. Okay. Are you ready? Hit it. Eagle 107.
1: Welcome back to Seals Game Day. Driven on Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Getting ready for the Seals and the Central Mountain Wildcats, both teams on the field during their pre-game warm-up. Seals Grove they're all-white, white helmets, white shirts, white pants, while the Central Mountain Wildcats have their blue helmets, blue shirts, and white pants. Again, both teams looking to get 2-0. The last time Central Mountain was 1-0 it was 2014, but they finished the season at 1-9. So Coach Jim you right are looking to change that here and get a huge win here at home against the Sealands Grove Seals. Hey, throughout the game, we will be checking in with our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. And it's brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. The battle of 1-0 teams, Central Columbia, as they will host a very good Montoursville team. Montoursville was able to beat... The Midwest Mustangs a week ago, Central Columbia was able to beat Lewisburg, both teams at 1-0. and So that will be the Blaze Alexander-Ford Tough game of the week. We'll keep an eye on that one as we go throughout the broadcast here tonight. Seals are again trying to get to 2-0. and They lead the all-time series four games to none. The teams did not play in the regular season until 2016. But had a scrimmage had scrimmage numerous times. In the first three meetings, Sealsgrove outscored Central Mountain 133 to 23. But the impressive thing for Central Mountain was the a year ago, Sealsgrove won that 38 to 21. And when you look at the Central Mountain Wildcats, and they've they're two and three in their last five games as they were uh, able to beat Chickalemi, obviously, last week, 33-6. They did lose to Jersey Shore at the end of last year, but then they beat Mifflinburg, 35-28, and then they lost to Sealsgrove Grove, 38-21, and Hollidaysburg, 49-19. So that's their last five games. They're 2-3, and three. but the thing is, they've averaged 24 points per game, so the, the offense has shown, even in some of those losses, you look at scores like 35-28, 38-21, and uh, 41-19. So they've shown that they're able to score some points. And, again, what we saw from last week, it's going to be a big pressing issue for this defense
2: to get them off the field if they hope to win here tonight leaving Mill Hall. You're darn right because that defense is going to be on on the field with a gigantic offensive line all night tonight. So, yeah, you want to spend as little time on the field with them as you can because they they are explosive. They have a receiver who can fly. They have a running back who can fly. And they have a quarterback who can throw the ball. But I think the biggest thing is we've got to be able to stop their run game tonight. I think that... And on the other side of the ball, we'll talk about the other side of the ball later on. Yeah, because we have so much to cover here, and we talked about the win a week ago. Impressive
1: <clears throat> on the ground, five touchdowns for the Sealens Grove Seals, and boy, they haven't done that a whole bunch of times. So it was impressive to see. And we knew what the importance was for them to be able to to run the ball when you have Corey Bashian coming in trying to uh, get comfortable at that quarterback position. Boy, talk about quarterback position. We've seen great performances against the Central Mountain Wildcats, and none better than Logan Libby. 425 yards and five touchdowns back in 2017. Had a good rushing performance from Dean Hollaback for 103 yards in 2019, and then Josh Nyland had 144 yards in 2018. Boy, he was just a Wildcat killer. Central Mountain would be happy to see Josh Nyland graduate. Over the past three seasons, Nyland's torched the Wildcats for 18 receptions, 389 yards and two touchdowns. He had over 100 yards in each game. So that's Josh Nyland. So, He's graduated, so other guys need to step up and be a big part of this offense and had a chance for uh Dave Hess to go down and talk to uh Coach Derek Hicks. We didn't get a chance to do this last week, but we are gonna do it this week as he was able to get down and have a conversation with Coach Derek Hicks coming off that impressive win a week ago, but now he knows he's going up against a much better Central Mountain team. So it's time to check in with Coach Derek Hicks.
2: Hello, this is Dave Fest. We're here at the Derek Hicks pregame show. Uh, we're up at beautiful Central Mountain Stadium, and the sunshine is beautiful. Coach Hicks,
12: what are your initial thoughts coming in tonight? Oh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, week one coming off a win at Milton, and uh, interesting to see a little tougher test tonight, see how these guys respond. And a good game that was last week at Milton, Coach. Let's just talk about that just for a few seconds here. Uh, I thought the offensive line played exceptionally well last week. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, any time you, you can uh, get the running backs going like they were going, you, you got to give the credit to the O-line. Uh, th- those guys were solid, and uh, they're going to have to get keep getting better tonight against a, uh, a pretty tough Central Mountain front. And, Coach, I thought Coy Bastion did, did well for you last week. Are you, are you thinking about opening up the, the pass game a little more tonight? Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of what the game dictates. Uh, we're, we want to be run first, but if Central Mountain comes out and is able to stay Stop that. Then, uh, you know, at that point, you got to let Koi open things up and see what he can do. All right, good coach. And I uh, give the defense, I thought, last week was exceptional. Uh, it was a typical
2: Seals Grove defense uh, kind of night. Uh, I was really impressed with the team speed you guys have this year. The, the defense really gets to the ball.
12: Yeah, I mean, you look at the up front. Uh, Nate Schoen when uh, before his injury, was just wreaking havoc up front. And uh, Fogues at nose guard is quick. And uh, speed at the D ends with Miller or Katherman. Uh, we get Vance Metzger back tonight, which is big up front. And then all five linebackers can run, and you get to the secondary, and you got a couple of the fastest guys on the team there with Brent and uh, Young Amit and Teague Hoover, who is everywhere. Coach, I was uh, I was exceptional. I was truly impressed with your linebackers
2: last week as well. And, and one of them jump out, jumped out at me was was Heil. I had no idea that Jimmy Heil had a kid who was six three and could run like could run like the wind.
12: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It's funny here, and you know Jimmy Heil has a kid like that. Yes, uh, those of us who know Jim, uh, uh, he, he didn't quite have that height or speed when he was in high school. But Brandon is one heck of an athlete. Uh, a couple years ago as a freshman, he didn't play. He was he was just a little guy, and hit that growth spurt. And like you said, he's tall, he's lanky, and he can fly. Blocked a couple kicks for us, and uh, on defense, you know nothing better than when we go too high, and you get him and T Hoover as the deep safeties. Let's get into uh, the Central Mountain offense, Coach. What, what are you concerned about with their offense? Um, I think the biggest thing our D line has to have a heck of a night. They uh, last week against Schick, they just lined up, they wedge blocked uh, at times, and just ran the ball down their throats. So, uh, you know, I, I've already I've talked to folks. We've been harping on him all week about staying low, and uh, you know, getting Vance back uh, some size to plug in there is certainly helpful. And uh, they, they've just got to do their job and penetrate and keep those... Big boys off the backers and let them run and make place. And that's something. And that I, I thought that um, uh, that their offensive line was
2: exceptional. Uh, it, first of all, their size is tremendous. I mean, they have a 300-pound offensive guard.
12: What are you? What are you going to do to try to counteract that? Oh, uh, you know, I think you already touched on it, and that would be team speed. You know, when you don't have we we can't match up 300-pounder for 300-pounder. So yeah. uh, at that point, we've got to find a way to use our quickness and our athleticism and uh, try and take advantage. That. Uh, Coach, uh, what do you think of the running back number two? Uh, I'll tell you what, he's quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, he's a, a taller uh... kid i thought and has good vision and when he gets in the open field he's tough to catch and then about the time you get comfortable with him, they got big old forty four in there and uh... you know off the top of my head i can't remember his height and weight but he's a big dude and uh... you know he's one of those guys you get them going forward he's hard to stop and coach I'm i'm not
2: sure where you are with their defense but when i look at their defense i see throwback man big time throwback it was a five two with a monster that's what i saw and it looked like something that you would have seen the seals running in the 60s because that's what we ran yep. from the 60s right up until probably not too long before you played in the 80s sometime we we quit running that but
12: what do you think of 5-2? Uh, you know, they run it well. And uh, fortunately for us, uh, Jersey Shore runs the same same scheme. And, uh, you know, we've seen them twice a year since, I think, 2013. Uh, so our guys have definitely seen the 5-2. You know, a couple different variations they'll see tonight. Uh, but, again, with all the Jersey Shore experience, I'm hoping it plays into for our linemen and uh, backs to realize, you know, how that 5-2 is going to look tonight. Coach? Is Nick Young healthy? Yeah, Nick's good. Uh, He practiced all week, and uh, he's good to go. You'll see him tonight. The reason I asked that is because he's got a 320-pound nose guard on him tonight. Yeah, no, he'll be fine. Uh, you know, get him in there and Steven Miller at the guard and Fogues at the guard. Those guys aren't going to back away from anybody. You know what? You, you do have attitude there. And I'll take attitude over size any day, Coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys aren't afraid to stand and fist fight. And, uh, you know, as long as they're going to get in the way, basically, and uh, let our backs do their thing. Now, what are you going to do about the, their their monster back? That little number thirteen. The, the kid's five foot four,
2: 120 pounds. I had his name in my head when I left the press box just now to come down and talk to you. I forget now, but
12: the kid is tiny. Had 13 tackles last week. He was all over the field. What do you think of that guy? Uh, yeah, we pointed out to the linemen that they've got to get a hat on him. Uh, I think Todd Hummel in his article today had him at 13 tackles last week, yeah. uh, something like that. So he was, he's a little guy, but, man, is he quick, and he has a nose for the football. So certainly somebody that you know—you can't get hung up on the big guys because uh, you know, if we don't get the hats to that next level, he's going to make plays. Now, Coach, I know that I, I think you're still zone blocking, right? Yep. And I see some rule blocking in
2: there. Yep. Right. Yep. Now they're down men. They're big and they're not fast, but they they do they do a lot of gap techniques where they're slanting right or slanting left. What are you going to do to counter that? What are you going to do?
12: What have you done to prepare your offensive lineman for that? Uh, you know, it, it comes down to the zone block starts with a double team, so you get that two on one, and uh, you may have a two hundred and eighty or a three hundred pounder in there, uh, but that's where two guys on one. You've got to get movement, and uh, with, with our gap schemes, uh, you know, lots of down blocks there, so you're just trying to give the guys angles when it's one one-on-one and uh you know hope, hopefully they, they can get enough of them to get in the way and, and open up you don't need a big seam uh when you got Allman and hoover running the ball now coach i honestly think that the seals grove seals grove prepares special teams better than
2: anybody anybody in the league i'm, I'm sure of it um, and and our special teams last
12: week were exceptional any thoughts about your special teams tonight, and what what kind of role they're going to play? Uh no, you know we we've kept working them, and I actually taught when I talked to Todd Hummel for the Daily Item. I said, you know, that was something when I coached under you, and uh, all the years I said special teams it's never overlooked, and uh, I think with the COVID this year, you know, teams were it's one of those you're kind of just biding your time, and we spent a lot of time on special teams, and uh, I, I thought it showed Week One. So you continue to practice, you continue to come up with ways to try and block kicks. And, uh, you know, if all goes well, the kids execute and you see what happens. And, Coach, I I like our return game against these guys. It, It doesn't matter if it's a punt return
2: or a kickoff return. I like it.
12: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, speed, 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 and, uh, you know, the guy we threw a couple wrinkles in uh, with the kick return game, so we'll see what happens there, but, uh, you know, the bottom line, anytime you can get uh, Ahmed or Hoover or Brett for in open field, that, that, that's a great matchup. You're doggone right, Coach. Coach, any last thoughts? What, what's your message going to be? Uh, you know, I think the big thing is uh, tonight, it's just, it's a go get them approach. You know, they're big, they're physical, and uh, we, we've got to match that physicality if we want to win this football game. Coach, thanks. very much good luck all right thank you
1: that's coach Derek hicks as dave was able to get down and have a conversation with him great insight on his preparation for tonight's game against central mount wildcats and dave one thing i hear in his voice as he doesn't feel like he's overconfident about coming away with a win Recognizing that this Central Mountain team did something last week that we haven't seen Central Mountain do, and that's dominated on both sides of the ball, the offensive defensive line.
2: Yeah, even before the interview started and after the interview, we talked about that, and he he is he's worried about this team. They're they're a very good football team, and uh, it's the best by far, the best Central Mountain team we've seen. Well, we got so much more to cover. Appreciate Coach Kicks. checking in with us here on Eagle107,
1: Eagle107.com. we come back, we got game notes. And they are given to us, of course, each week by our stat man, Zach Showers. We'll check in with all those numbers as we get ready for the Sealers Grove Seals and the Central Mountain Wildcats as we continue with Seals Game Day driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle107 and Eagle107.com.
13: Oh, I hate this line. I'm going to be late for work. I just want a cup of good coffee. And I don't have all day to sit here waiting. Well, good news for you. You soon can get fresh roasted coffee and treats
5: at Route 11 Coffee and Cream on the Danville Highway. It's going to be the funnest, funkiest coffee shop in the valley with a drive through that serves you friendly and fast. It's happening later this month, so go to their Facebook page now for updates. Route 11 Coffee and Cream
8: on,
13: you know, Route 11, of course. In between Nori and Danville, coming to you. Blaze
14: Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg is the lowest price guaranteed. Period. Whether you're looking for a new or used vehicle, you're always going to find the lowest price at Blaze Alexander Ford. Check out all our inventory at blazealexanderford.com. And we have one of the largest selections in the state of Pennsylvania on new Fords and pre owned vehicles. Don't make a thousand dollar mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg, where you're always going to get the most for your trade and the lowest price guaranteed. Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg. Taking the deals, the other guys- at the shawley
6: insurance agency they love sports just ask carol or lynn they're proud to support our area's schools and high school football teams they thank the coaches parents and communities that support the athletes and believe that participation in any sport helps to foster teamwork dedication respect and character remember for all of life's touchdowns and tackles the shawley insurance agency is here to help offering coverage for your home auto business and employee benefits shawley insurance agency we're here to help visit us at shawley agency
13: Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live and whatever your sport. Shamokin Dam Health Center specializes in total health. To keep you in the game, call 743-4333. Shemoka
6: Dam Health Center. Designed with you in mind. WNL Nissan is proud to support the Sealance Grove Seals this high school football season on Eagle 107. Visit WNL Nissan on the strip in Sealins Grove as they are celebrating Nissan Truck Month till the end of the month, September 30th, with as low as 0% financing for up to 72 months on Select Models. See all offers and details online at WNLNissan.com. Stay safe and good luck to the 2020 Sealins Grove Seals.
1: Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle107 and Eagle107.com. Both teams have returned to their locker rooms before taking the field and getting ready for week two of high school football here on Eagle107 and Eagle107.com. Check in with game notes. Again, give it to us by our stat man, Zach Showers. Each and every week we take a look at some of the tidbits. And offensively, Coy Bastion showed his ability to be a dual-threat quarterback in week one. He threw for 77 yards, rushed for 32 yards on just five carries. Three backs, shoulder to low for Seals Grove, produced big plays. Nate Schoen, Ryan Ahmet each rushed for 64 yards. Ahmed added two touchdowns, including a 53-yarder, while Schoen scored on a 41-yard scamper. Teague Hoover got in the mix. He added two second-half scores after Schoen had left the game. Only one rod receiver caught the ball. Brett Ford had three catches for 23 yards a week ago against the Milton Black Panthers. On the defensive side, the two leading tacklers for 2019 picked up right where they left off. Teague Hoover, Ryan Ahmet lead the way with eight and seven tackles respectively. Despite not having a sack, the Seals defense racked up nine tackles for loss, shown at three of them. One in a big way, right at the goal line, as he came through untouched. It was able to finish off in a very impressive way, the running back. Linebackers Ryan Schaub and Corey Rumberger had nice games with 13 combined tackles. Spelly koy bashing at linebacker and added needed depth to a team with many two-way starters. And i I'd throw it to you there, Dave. I know something, you know, with talking to you over the years and covering these games throughout the season. And usually, of course, under the circumstances, it's a shorter season than usual, but you wanted to get to a point where you didn't put so much pressure on guys to have to play both sides of the ball. We saw some of what Seals Grove had when they came off the bench, some of those younger guys and some of the speed. That's crucial as you move throughout the
2: season. Absolutely. And, and you know, I'm, one of the things that I really like about this coaching staff, and I think we talked about this on the way up here today, is the fact that they, they do a tremendous job of developing the younger guys by subbing them in strategically during the game, much better job than I ever did in my life. I, I was so stuck on our number ones, you know. But but on the other hand, I like what they're doing because they're they're really developing depth, you know, and that's a great thing. And one thing, as we go down, the you talk about
1: special teams, and we showed the stat line for Seals Grove, and Derek make great point sometimes and you would know better than i do that sometimes that's can be the piece unfortunately that you overlook because you're trying to prepare so much from the offensive defensive side and maybe that was part of what the issue was milton last week because to get three block punts block extra point and to have the 84 yard touchdown run that ultimately could have been a breakdown in terms of your preparation from the special teams so
2: as derek said you like where they're at and you would expect more of the same from the special teams you're (laughs) doggone right and and in in all honesty, uh, when when you perform as well as as the seals did last week in special teams, that shows some tremendous preparation. Because I can't imagine what they went through this year, getting ready for this season. How how do you keep the kids focused on all the details you're coaching, all those weeks when you're you're not even sure if you're going to be playing, and then to come out and and perform and. What a lot of teams forget about is, is special teams. They don't spend enough time on that stuff, and they did exceptionally well last week. That's just a, a mark of a good program as far as I'm concerned.
1: We continue with SEAL's game day here on Eagle107, Eagle107.com. Both teams will be taking the field here shortly, top of the hour. We'll kick this one underway, and as we've said, both teams looking to go 1-0. and Throw it to you again, Dave. Preparation. In times your biggest concern was always if you're getting ready and preparing to play for a team that you think in all accounts you're much better than, you get that moment of lax in your preparation. But what Sealsgrove saw on the field from Central Mountain, that helps the coaching staff in their preparation because you know the kids, this isn't a walk in the park. We gotta go and play our best football. And I know from your coaching and your experience and talk to me, you always like that element and you hope that
2: continues throughout the twenty twenty season to know your next opponent. It's capable of knocking you off if you're not prepared. It gives you a sense of urgency. Uh, and, and that's and that's what uh, obviously the seals need tonight coming into this football game. And one of the things I got to give Bill Scott credit for a lot of things, but one thing is that he always liked to have a tough opener. you know, and for a lot of years, uh, early on with with Bill, uh, we opened with Berwick. and I'll tell you what, that gave us a sense of urgency like you would not believe from the time we started conditioning right up to that first game. That's a great thing, and, and you need that. You need that sense of urgency. It's, it's harder to go from week to week and focus on a team. Now, this is tonight that we need to be focused, and, and they better have that energy coming on. We'll see what they do. Both teams
1: coming off impressive wins in week one. So it's a matter who's more prepared and who took the week to prepare for their next opponent. Looking at some tidbits for the Central Mountain Wildcats. The Wildcats matched their win total by the win a week ago of the three previous seasons. Week one win over Shikolemi. Junior quarterback Brett Gerlach, he completed six freight passes that we mentioned. Very uh, capable passer. He went 6-for-8, 123 yards at two touchdowns, including a 69-yarder versus Chick. Junior running back Ryan Pence, 14 carries, 132 yards, and at two touchdowns, including a 48-yard run versus Chick. He had 130 yards against Chick a year ago and then coming into playing Seals Grove the next week. So we'll see how Seals Grove's always done well against the rushing attack of their opponent. We'll see if tonight is much of the same. But they held... Sick limited 24 yards on nine care, or excuse me, against the Owens Grove a year ago on nine carries, so they're very capable that way. Senior wideout, Peyton Johnson, good size kid, four catches, 103 yards, two touchdowns versus Chick a week ago. Last season, he caught 43 balls, 694 yards, and five touchdowns. So, again, very capable from the receiving department. Against Seals Grove in 2019, he had seven catches, 185 yards, and a 72-yard touchdown catch. Senior wide receiver Nick Long, three receptions, 55 yards a week ago, against the Chickalini Braves. So very capable offense, and they saw it on film throughout the week in their preparation. Well, we're going to step aside, again, come back. We're going to hear from Coach Dave Hess. He's going to tell us what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals, Grove Seals, and a lot more as we're getting ready for the opening kickoff it's the Seal's Grow Seals at Central Mallet Wildcats, and this is Seal's Game Day, driven by Subbier Motor Company on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
0: This is Bill Booker, and as a Seal's Grow parent and fan, I know all of us can't attend the games as much as we used to, but I'm thrilled we can still listen to our Seals together. The game of life has thrown us some trick plays this year, and if financial matters are stressing you out, I'm here to help with all of your income tax needs. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business, I do the best for my clients. Please schedule a time to talk with me by calling 577 573- zero three seven four seventy three forty three that's bill booker cpa five thirty south market street in sealants grove right next to the american legion i look forward to seeing you all soon in person and as always go seals
11: (sighs) there she is again always messing with your eyebrows she's you Busting in the mirror time for microblading by blessed beauty at shalom salon and spa microblading is a semi-permanent procedure that creates perfectly shaped and colored eyebrows without the daily work done by licensed technicians mention this ad and save a hundred dollars off your session in September. Stop messing with your brows with microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa, Market Street, Middleburg, and on Facebook at Blessed Beauty. 570-837-1188. At the Shock Law Office, Attorney
7: Richard Shock brings over 20 years of experience providing legal services and solutions to individuals, government entities, and businesses both large and small. Serving the greater Susquehanna Valley and now conveniently located just off the strip at 8 Commerce Avenue in Sealance Grove, the Shock Law Office can help you find the legal solutions you need for your life or business. So whether your legal needs involve a state planning, starting or growing a business, developing real estate, or navigating any of the many laws and regulations that affect you or your business, contact the Shock Law office at 570-492-7133 or on the web at SHOCHLaw.com.
5: Marzoni's Brick Oven and Brewing Company on the trip in Seals Grove offers outdoor or indoor dining with great atmosphere. Serving authentic brick oven pizza, pub grub, and crafted entrees that you can wash down with an ice cold Pepsi. In addition to good food and a great selection of micro-brewed beer, Marzoni's has gift cards for those special special. people on your list so you can give the gift of yum. With something for everyone, whether you're a family, couple, or group, ask about Marzoni's Banquet Room. Marzoni's, located on the Strip and Seals Grover, online at marzoni's.com. Good food, good beer, good times.
13: For nearly six decades, Hubs Home Oxygen and Medical Supplies has served the home health needs of Central PA with outstanding respiratory services and quality home medical equipment. We provide solutions to enhance the lives of our customers and their loved ones by helping them be safer, more comfortable, and independent at home. With offices in Williamsport, Lewisburg, Lockhaven, Wellsboro, Harrisburg, and Carlisle, there is always a nearby office to help you improve your life. Now open, our new Hubs location in the Susquehanna Valley Mall in Sealands Grove. Eagle 107. Eagle
1: 107. Welcome back to Seal's Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Both teams getting ready to take the field. Central Mountain has already Seals Grove will do it here very shortly, and teams will go through their final warm-ups before the opening kickoff here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. We mentioned Central Mountain 1-0 after a 33-6 win over the Sick Braves a week ago. After tonight, they'll be at Jersey Shore. Then they'll be home against Milton before traveling back-to-back games where they'll have to take on the Smoking Indians, and then come to Seals Grove to take on the Seals before hosting the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and then wrap up their season at the Midwest Mustangs. Seals Grove, after tonight, they will be home for back-to-back games. They'll take on the Shemokin Indians and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and then travel to Shikalemi to take on the Braves before they'll see the Central Mountain team come to town. And then Sealsgrove will be at Shemokin, and then they'll finish the regular season home against the Mifflinburg Wildcats. Looking at that, the scoring for the the Central Mountain Wildcats, they were—they didn't score in the first quarter. They put up 20 in the second quarter before 6 in the third, 7 in the fourth to total up their 33 points. For the Seals Grove Seals, they put up 14 in the first three quarters before a shutout fourth quarter, and they would go on and win easily, 42-7 to seven over the Milton Black Panthers. Seals Grove under head coach Derek Hicks, his sixth season, 45 and 21 in his time as a head man. Head coach for the Wildcats, Jim Rainier, and he is looking to get his team to 2 and 0. Oh. Seals Grove in the last five games versus the Central Mountain Wildcats. Last year, we mentioned it, they won 38 to 21. In 2018, they won 41 to 13. 2017, 40 to 3. In 2016, they won 52-7, outscoring the Central Mountain Wildcats 42 points on average to 11. Win margin of 31.7. We're going to step aside. we got the National Anthem coming up. And then the opening kickoff of the Seals Grove Seals in the Central Mountain Wildcats. This is Seals football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
5: It's game time, and the team at I'm the Guy Basement Systems is ready to give you a customized game plan to fix your basement's problems. Moisture, seepage, mold, those are serious problems that won't go away on their own. Let ITG help. We offer free inspections to ensure your home is dry and healthy. Visit ITGBasementSystems.com to schedule your free estimate today.
15: ITG Basement systems. Systems. I'm the guy.
10: Did you ever notice? Football sure does whip up your appetite. Make sure you stop at Tom's Eatery at Fox Crossing on Route 35 in Mount Pleasant Mills before the game, and you'll really enjoy the excitement however you're experiencing the game. Tom's Eatery is open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 till 8 with delicious specials every day. Your favorite country comfort foods, sandwiches, dinners, and desserts. They're available for private parties and gatherings, too. Tom's Eatery in Mount Pleasant Mills, also on Facebook.
6: Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors, it's Jeep Adventure Days, and we're celebrating with special Jeep pricing for everyone. We have huge discounts on every new Jeep in stock, up to $6,000 off new Jeep Cherokees to qualified individuals. We're also discounting every new Jeep Renegade up to $7,000. Jeep Adventure Day discounts all month long, great
3: selection, 0% financing on many Jeep models. It's going to be a fun month. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman Difference. Call 570 988 Jeep or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com. Hiking,
13: biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live and whatever your sport, Shemokin Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333.
9: Chemokin Dam Health Center Designed with you in
15: mind.
16: Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glick's installed the Heat & Glow inserts and in fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Callhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glick's Heat & Glow products.
0: Eagle 107 is W-E-G-H, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for sealance Grove Seals football. It's almost time for kickoff. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess.
1: It's Central Mountain High School and get ready to kick this one off, Dave.
2: It's abbreviated, but what's going to seal the deal for victory for the seals Grove Seals? Well, right now we're going to kick off. We better do well in this kickoff, all right? And besides that... Uh, when they get the ball, we we've got to shut out their shut down their run game. We've got to force in the pass. If they get comfortable with the run attack, we're in trouble tonight. Defensively, we've got or excuse me, offensively, we've got to move the ball. And I think we're going to have to throw the ball tonight. I think that they could provide some challenges that we're going to have to overcome with the passing game. We'll have to keep an eye on that throughout the game as we're going to get this
1: one underway. Kick it away for the seals. Will be Devin Pardo, left-footed kicker, and this game is underway. Got Falls and Johnson back. Falls picks it up at the 5, 10, 15, 20. Between the hashes, hit finally taken down there. Brandon Heil Brandon in on Hull. the stop. Yep, and also Rumberger making the special team stop. Out to the 22-yard line, Central Mountain will take over right there. First down at 10 to start this game on the offensive side. Gerlach quarterback, Pence and Walliser in the backfield. The receiving core, Long and Johnson. And up front, Segan, Welch, McCarl, Sprague, and Strats with the tight end, Garlick. We'll look at the Seals Grove defense after this first down and 10 play for the Central Mountain Wildcats. I formation behind Gerlach, turns, gives it to the deep man, going off the left side, runs into a host the white shirt, still pushing that pile, and it'll stop there. Look at defensively for the Seals. Look up front, Fogarty, Metzger, and Miller. Double-check those guys up front. Yep, see Metzger, 64, Miller, and Fogarty. The linebackers, Ryan Allman in the middle. He's flanked by Bastian and Rothmal. Heil and Kissinger. The defensive backs will be Safety Hoover, Brett Four, and Nate Allman at the cornerback position. Second down and eight after the two-yard pickup by Pence. He's in the eye again. Fake to the fullback. Kick throw this time. was a quick look that time. Trying to get it quickly out there to number 16 Johnson. Falls
2: incomplete, and it's going to bring up a third down and eight for the Wildcats. This is exactly what we want. We want to to force this team to throw the ball. They did a great job. Coach Hicks dialed up a forefront the first play on first and ten. He actually had four people in down, uh, down man positions, and they ran right at him, and we stuffed it. Second down, we defended that pass real well. Talked about in the pregame, they were able to overcome some third
1: downs in the week. matchup. Last week, matchup against Chickalemi. Seals trying to get them off the field. Sherlock drops back, throws it. Got a man out there making a catch beyond the 35, out to the 38-yard line. On the catch that time for the the Wildcats,
2: Nick Long, the senior, good size, six three, 160 pounds, picks up the big first down for the Wildcats. Yeah, he just uh, he ran a deep out, and the quarterback hit him. We're going to start adjusting to that stuff. If they start nickel diming us with that uh, with the short uh, passes, we're going to have to start jumping that stuff. So picks up the first, first down of the night are the
1: Wildcats. Clock's moving 10-45 to go in the opening quarter. The Seals and the Wildcats, no score. Blitz coming. All um, give it to the fullback. He's going to fall forward. Good push as he's able to spin away from the tackle and take it out to the 45-yard line. That was Walleiser. So this going to set up a
2: second down and a long three. We'll call it four for the Wildcats. And they must have some real strong, obviously they have real strong run tendencies on first down because Seals grove is just selling out on a line of scrimmage on first down. They have eight guys in box in the box playing tight. The running back was able to pop through for six yards that first or that play. Seven close close to seven. Johnson goes in motion. He gets the handoff
1: off the right side. Finding some room close to a first down pickup for the Wildcats. The beten- will just depend on the spot there. Looks like it'll be short of a first down. So it's going to bring up a, here's another one, Dave, another big third down play for the Seals
2: Grove defense to try to get the Wildcats off the field. Yes, except that, oh, the first down. They're going to give him a first down on that.
1: Give him a first down. So it is a first down, and we'll even have to go to third down. This is Seal football presented by Seals Grove Ford, on Eagle 107, WEGH Northumberland, Seals Grove. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. They have it at their own 48-yard line, opening possession for both teams on the offensive side a stoppage here before we get this play going here it's going to be a timeout first taken first timeout. by the wildcats and dave we spotlighted talked about it a lot and getting them off the field because this is what they were able to do they had a 20 play drive a week ago against the Shikalimi Braves, where they're finally able to score on a quarterback keeper so we saw it on film, and they're showing up here tonight. They picked up right where
2: they left off. Yeah, they did, and it's uh, you know it, it gets a little scary, that first series when it comes out and has some success like this. But uh, they, they're they running a big fullback in there, a 5'9", 230-pound Len Carson, number 17. He is a load at fullback, and they're just running basically leads with that fullback and just 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 punching him into that uh, that defensive front as far as they can. It's going to be interesting here. now. A lot of times with Seals Grove's defense, the first series – they have a little bit of success in the offense until we get we get settled down and get adjusted. They're going to send wide receivers to each side following the timeout. Again,
1: Central Mountain has it their own 48-yard line. As Gerlach comes up under center, eye formation behind him. Blitz coming by Ahmet, turn, give it to the fullback, hit by Ahmet, and take it to the ground, driven back and finally thrown to the turf. Ryan Ahmet comes through, shows that wrestling ability once he got his hands on him. He wasn't going to let go. Able to make a stop there. See where they spotted
2: yard loss. It'll be a second down and nine. Coach X knew exactly where that ball was going because he blitzed Amit directly into that uh, into that running back. They moved both. We call that. I call it a double eagle. They took both their defensive ends. They moved them down over the guards. So they had nose and then both the, both the defensive ends right next to him. They blitzed Ammett right between them. It was a super super call. They don't change the formation very often. Stay with the eye formation on the second down and 11.
1: Gerlock drops back. Look at deep. Down the left sideline. Got a man beyond the defense. In and out of his hands. Defended by Nate Almet. Almost made that connection. It would have been a big play for the Wildcats, but falls incomplete. And now brings up a third down and 11 for the Wildcats.
2: Opening drive. No score. 8.59 to go here in the first quarter. That receiver that uh, that Nate Amund is playing on, Peyton Johnson, is an exceptional kid. He had a tremendous long touchdown pass last week against Shikolemi. Nate got got his feet twisted just a little bit there and got a step or two behind him, but the ball was just slightly overthrown. Thank goodness. Yeah, good outing last week by
1: Johnson, as you mentioned, and he had that big play, third down and eleven. Gerlock rolling to his left, getting some pressure. Ahmet's um, going to get him, slam him to the turf all the way back inside the 35-yard line. So when you need a big play from the defensive side, you look to your
2: senior middle linebacker, and he's made his point already here tonight. Again, that was an exceptional call, an exceptional defensive call by, by Coach X. They sprinted out left, sprint out past left, and he brought Nate Amit, I believe on what was called a wide and go, where he he lines up wide to the, to the wide side of the field and comes, and he blitzed right into that and got the quarterback. Great job, by. By Amit. Weaver will punt this one away. Almit,
1: Nate Amit, and Hoover stand at their Oops. own 26-yard line. Wait for the punt. It's going to go off the side of his foot and sail out of bounds. Seals Grove's going to get great field position depending on where the referee. He's going to have to at least walk up to midfield. He's not coming there yet, but he will wait to get the call. It's still coming up in Seals Grove. Great field position after the poor punt by Weaver in Seals Grove territory. They'll have it first down at 10 at the Central Mountain Wildcats'
2: 48-yard line to start this possession. He kicked that ball somewhere around the 35-40-yard line. I thought it was come to us. It scared me. It started coming at us. you got good hands. i got
1: no hands. <laughs> Except for there's a burger in front of you. Ah, yeah, I have good hands with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yep. First down at 10 for the Seals. Bastion drops back. Look, quick throw. Got it to four. Making the catch at the 42-yard line and dives forward. He's going to be stopped by Falls. But a good throw, good pickup for for
2: Corey Bastion to start this first possession for the Seals. Just a little three-step pitch um, by four there. He he just 3 steps downfield. Turned into the quarterback, and Coy delivered a nice ball. And he turned up, and got a couple tough yards for a seven-yard gain. Second about well, second about three, a long three, four maybe. Like that setup, a short in, or second and very
1: short for the seals in Central Mountain territory. No score. passing drops back, quick throw over his intended receiver's head. It looked like it was intended for omit but then went in and out of the hands of the deeper receiver, kissing her. It falls incomplete, and here we have a third down and four for the Seals with 8.03 to go in the opening quarter. No score. Look at that that offensive line. Young is center. Miller and Katherman are the guards. Metzger and Seco are the tackles. Quarterback is Bastion. Ryan Ahmet, Hoover are the running backs on this third down play. Bastion looking deep. Got a man wide open. It's overthrown. Looking for Kissinger, who got beyond the defense, but it falls incomplete, and Sealens Grove will go to the punt here to try
2: to pin the Central Mountain Wildcats deep in their own territory. Kissinger was clearly had his man beat on that. He just ran a streak or, or uh, a, a go, just straight down the field as fast as he could. He had uh, he had at least five yards. He was in the open. Great pattern, good speed out of Kissinger. Brett Four will do the punting tonight for the Sealens Grove Seals.
1: Low snap, but he gets it away and sail off to the right and go out of bounds right about the 10-yard line if that's where they mark it, right at the 11. So good punt by senior Brett Ford to pin the Central Mountain Wildcats deep in their territory for their second possession of the night. We're here in the first quarter, 7.51 to go, no score. Both teams have had it on the offensive side. Central Mountain was able to move it some,
2: Seals Grove unable to, but we're still locked up in a 0-0 game. Now, this is interesting. We have them down on their own 11-yard line. This uh, you, you can pretty much rest assured you're going to see some, some pretty tough inside run game down here by Central Mountain. See Rumberger into the game, number 26. Had a good game a week ago. He's playing just to the right of Ryan Allmitt. Got some movement
1: up front. Looked like Fogerty and Vance Metzger might have jumped. And if that's going to give Central Mountain a walk-off there... So without having to run a play, there's five yards, so it's going to be first down and five for the Central Mountain Wildcats just outside their own
2: 15-yard line at the 16-yard line. Central Mountain hard counted our, our defense that time. The quarterback just really he varied his snap count, barked it out real hard, and our downman jumped off sides. I saw that they did that on film, too. They did that last week against Chickalimi. That's a tough one, especially for an aggressive defense like ours wide receivers to each side,
1: eye formation, Ryan Allman showing blitz, he's coming, Gerlach drops back, looking over the middle, going to try to take off, nope, finds a man, making it catches. Garlic. Garlick, he's going to get tackled as he crosses the 25-yard line to the 26-yard line.
2: White shirts converged on him, but a big pickup for the Central Mountain Wildcats as they get the first down. Garlick looked like an offensive tackle catching that ball, he is a 6'3", 265-pound tight end, that's a big kid. Big target picks up the first down
1: at the 27 yard line. First down and 10 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. No score. and counting to go here in the first quarter. Almit coming again. Deep Man gets the call. That's Pence. He's into the secondary. Makes a man miss at the 30. Another at the 38-yard line. Spins away from a guy at the 48-yard line and finally gets into Seals Grove territory. Inside of the 45 down to the
2: 43-yard line goes Pence before he's wrapped up and taken down. They, uh, They caught us. Again, the Seals Grove defense is high risk, high reward. That was a risk that time. We blitzed the backer inside. They ran just outside of that blitz and got big yards on it. Now, they wouldn't have had nearly that many yards, but a couple of our guys whiffed on their tackles. They didn't break down. They ran past it. They overran the ball carrier. I'm sure the coach are going to be talking about that. They're going to have to straighten that up. 30-yard pickup by Pence. Biggest running play for the Central Mountain Wildcats
1: here tonight. Garlic under center. Gerlach, excuse me, hit by Miller after he gives it to... The fullback there, Walleiser, is able to get it to the 40-yard line. Miller was able to hit him right at the line of scrimmage. Walleiser able to bounce off of him, pick up a three. It'll be second down and seven at the seal and
2: Grove, 40-yard line for the Wildcats. That was just a fullback dive right up the middle, and that's the play that scares me the most out of this team because they wedge block. They just step everywhere in the middle, and they drive back as a unit, that offensive line. Second down and seven for Central Mountain Gerlock
1: keeping it pitches it out to Pence. Pence hit by Ryan Omit at the 40-yard line to give him to the 39-yard line before tackled there. So here's another one of those big third down plays for the Seals defense, trying to get Central Mountain off the field as they'll have it third down. We're calling it about six at the Seals Grove
2: 39-yard line. They just ran an option the last play. The quarterback did a good job of optioning our edge, uh, but our defense closed it down quickly. It looked like he was going to go for more yards. Nick Young will split to the right. Johnson here to the left. Eye formation
1: behind. Gerlach takes the snap. Five-step drop. Looking right. Gets rid of it. It's knocked to the turf. Caught by Lyman. It did not hit the turf. It was deflected. It looked like it was a hit to the turf. The Lyman made the catch. Now, Dave, he looked like a Lyman catching that
2: one because, well, he is a lineman. Yeah, there was nothing beautiful about that catch or run. That was Cyrus Cyrus McCarl, a 5'10", 250-pound offensive lineman that caught that ball. He caught it off the deflection and was able to advance it
1: just short of the 35-yard line. So it's going to bring up a fourth down. We'll call it about two yards for the Central Mount Wildcats. Again, they were able to overcome a couple fourth-down setups a week ago. Seals group trying to get the... Central Mountain, offense
2: off the field. This is a big down right here, fourth and two. This is huge. Defense has to come up big on this play. Young to the right. to be Long to the right. Johnson to the left. Turn, give it to
1: the deep man, Pence. He's going to be right at the first down marker. See where the spot is. Nothing scientific about this. It's about where the officials decide to jog out and spot the ball down. They'll put it right at the 33-yard line. The stick is right at the 33-yard line. So now... They call out for the chains, and looks like they're going to say, "Nope, it's a first down." Dave, I asked you last year, can you I, request for a a uh,
2: chain gang to come out? Oh, you can request, but they don't have to, to follow your request. Yeah, Coach Hicks is is I understand he's upset. They you know earlier they had a, a very close call on fourth down and or excuse me a third down, but a, a very close um, tackle to a, a first down earlier and. They gave it to him. Uh, This time, Coach Hicks is really upset about this. The officials walking towards him, telling him to get on the sideline. He's requesting what we were just
1: talking about. Can we measure this? Because it is right on the 33-yard line, and the stick is right about the same spot. So is it enough for a first down? Central Mountain believes so. They're up to the line of scrimmage, getting ready to run their first down and 10 play. But they have not taken the sticks up yet. Now they are going to bring them out. So we will check this. Throughout the game, we'll look for plays of the game that we will call in the Smoky Dam Health Center Backbreaker Plays of the Game. And a big play like this could be one of those. Is this a first down or is it short of a first down? And Seals Grove again trying to get Central Mountain offense off the field. No score, 4.51 to go in the opening quarter here from Central Mountain High School. And it is a first down. It was a first down by inches. Very and close. And that's why you check. It's yes. within inches. So you give them credit, it is a first down for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They have it at the sealless Grove 33-yard line, and they're doing it mostly by the run. They don't change up the formation here, Dave. They stay no. with the two wide receivers <laughs> on each side. Eye formation, tight end on the left. Just a pro eye. Yep. It's worked for them. They're not going to change it here. Gerlach under center. Takes the snap. Gives it to deep man Pence. Makes a man miss in the backfield, but then they're going to be tackled quickly. Pence carries. Look at Rothemal and also Rumberger on the stop for the seals. It'll bring up a second down play here for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Ball still sits at the 33-yard line. Nothing on that carry that
2: time by Pence. Good job, Rumberger and Rothemal making the stop. So we're seeing we're seeing power run game, and we're seeing play action off that power run game. One thing we talked about on the way up, and Zach mentioned about trying to get Corey Bastion off the field as your quarterback.
1: And if Romberger can continue to play well, that's a nice, nice thing to be able to go to. Have the backup come in and play well. He has Romberger. Quick throw this time. Going out to the right this time. That's Johnson making the catch. The senior 5'11, 185 pounds, makes the catch. Crosses into Beyond the 30 to about the 28-yard line. So here you have another big third down play. We'll call it a third down and about five for the Central Mountain Wildcats after the quick throw and catch. No score, 338 to go in the opening quarter. Time of possession dominated by the Central Mountain Wildcats here in this first quarter, but no score. Seals go bending at this point, but their motto is always bend, but don't break. And let's see if they can do that here third down and five may going in motion is Johnson he's gonna get the call right up the middle lot of room first down inside the 20 down close to the 16-yard line goes
2: Johnson off the emotion from his right wide receiver position Seals is going to have to do some, something up front defensively because right now that offensive line is taking the, the entire defense backward it, that play, I think that the running back had about five yards before anybody came close to touching him. Big hole through the middle, as you
1: mentioned, and it was able to allow Johnson to take it down to the 17-yard line. First down and 10 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They are threatening here for the first time tonight. Turn, Pence gets the call again. Big hole, 10-yard line, crosses the five, near the pylon into the end zone,
2: touchdown for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Pence is a very good running back, very good running back. That play, uh, he it looked like it was designed to go inside. It looked like a lead inside with a fullback in front of him, and he bounced it out to the right. Uh, right at the point of attack, our downman did a very good job that time. They did not get moved. As a matter of fact, they took the line of scrimmage back a little bit, which was great. But Pence just, uh, he did it like a lateral move to the right and broke into the open, found a seam. And he was gone. He's a talented running back. This is a good football team we're playing tonight. Weaver will attempt the extra
1: point here, trying to push the lead to 7-0 here in the first quarter. Snaps good, holds good. Kick is up, and the kick is good for the Central Mount Wildcats as they take the 7-0 lead after the 17-yard touchdown run by Pence for the Central Mount Wildcats. They did it a week ago with this run game. We saw it on film, and, boy, it is impressive. The push that they're getting and the holes that they're opening up. Seems like these kids have really bought in, and they showed
2: it on that possession there. Yes, they did. Now, momentum is big in in Central Mountain's favor. Seals Grove has to have a great kickoff return, and they've got got to move the chains and score. They've got to take that momentum right back. Because, remember, Seals Grove had great
1: field position after the – Bad punt by the Central Mountain Wildcats. They started at the Central Mountain 48-yard line, unable to make a connection as Bastian looked for Kissinger down the left sideline, so gave the ball back to Central (laughs) Mountain after the punt, and boy, they took it down the field on a 10-play drive, covering 89 yards, as Pence went from 17 yards out for the touchdown. That's his third rushing touchdown of the season. That's with 2.35 to go here in the opening quarter. Now a matter can Seals Grove answer the touchdown for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Central Mountain's already scored more points than Milton Black Panthers did a week ago. This is a high kick running up underneath of it, actually taking it off the turf, and that will be all, Hoover. He's got room up the left sideline, crosses the 40, 45, and he's going to give Seals Grove great field position as they're going to mark it at the 48-yard line. And there's a late flag going to be thrown in as Seco was clearing the way. It took a guy to the turf, and now they're going to say that that's a penalty,
2: and Derek Hicks is again very upset with the call. I saw that. I don't understand the call there. Seco was out in front of that blocking someone. He had his back to the ball. I, I didn't see a hold. He didn't hit anybody in the back that I saw. It was. I don't understand what they're calling here. You can't throw a flag because of the intensity in which you're blocking, and it wasn't after the whistle
1: because he wasn't down. I think he's calling a hold or his eye. They're calling it a hold, so it's going to take away a good run by Teague Hoover, a patient run. You like how he squirted through that big hole and took it up the left sideline. It was going to give
2: Sealants Grove the ball at their own 48-yard line, but now the penalty it will take them back. That was an excellent return by Teague Hoover. he found some a seam in that uh, in, in on, the, on that kickoff return, did a great job. But I tell you what, that's a real blow. We lost 15 yards from that kickoff return. So now they're gonna have to take it back. Seals Grove again, trying to
1: answer the touchdown by the Central Mountain Wildcats, coming off a 10-play drive covering 89 yards, took five minutes and 16 seconds, and completed with a 17-yard touchdown run by Pence. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. First down and 10 for the Seals. They have now back at their own 32-yard line following the penalty, bashing in a shotgun. It's a side keeper trying to bounce it to the outside. Gets a block by Ahmed, but then four unable to keep his block there. The defender got off of him and was able to make the stop. Making that stop was number 19, and that's Herrick making the stop for the Central Mount Wildcats after
2: about a four-yard pickup? Like, that was a good play. We'll take four yards on first down anytime. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Coy just hey, they came out there, they went four wide outs, and Coy just kept it and ran around the right end, did a good job. Tough run. He's a good running back. So second down play here for
1: the Seals. They stay in the shotgun, twins to each side. Bastion looking straight to the middle. Got Heil, makes the catch, gets it beyond the 45, out to the 46-yard line, and that is a first down in the first First down of the night for the Seals Grove Seals, again, trying to answer the Central Mountain touchdown. Seals Grove trailing with 144 and counting
2: to go here in the first quarter, 7 nothing. They just ran a three-yard hitch, and Heil caught the ball, turned up, and got tough yards. Great job. The receiving core, Heil,
1: Nate Almit, and Brett Four, kissing as well. Four wide receivers in the formation. Lone back is Ryan Allmott. Bastion drops back, gets a pressure. And he's gonna be hit. Loss of the play. Good job that time. Number 52, 53, trying to get the number on that. It's number 52 on the tackle that
2: time for the Central Mountain Wildcats. And that's Jake Welch. He's a captain, six foot three hundred and ten pound senior. Three hundred and ten pounds. And he's out there running around tackling running backs. That's scary. And did a dance. And he did a dance. So a
1: loss on the play, pushes the ball back to Sealsgrove, Grove, 45-yard line. So it's going to be a second down and 12. Under a minute to go here in the opening quarter. 7 nothing lead for the Central Mount Wildcats. Bastion's going to run again off the left side. Squeezes into Central Mountain Territory to the 48-yard line. We'll make this third down and medium for the Seals Grove Seals. That's another good run, Dave. You like the production from your quarterback
2: on a design keeper. Yeah, it was, again, they came out in four wideouts. He just caught the ball. They got got Ahmed out in front of him. He ran around left end. Ahmed got a great block on the edge. He picked up, what, seven yards. That was a great job. So it's third and five. Uh, Like you said, after the seven-yard pickup,
1: Third down play here. Key for Sealsgrove to get the first down here. bashing in his shotgun, got some time. Look it, in and out of the hands. Look like Kister may be grabbed by Herrick, but unable to make the connection. Falls incomplete. So it's going to be a fourth down, and Sealsgrove's going to look to punt this one away again, trying to pin Central Mountain deep in their own territory. They did it the last time when Brett Forre was able to kick it out of bounds at the 11-yard line. He'll look to do it here again. Lone back back waiting for this is Johnson, and he's standing inside his own 15-yard line, about the 14-yard line. Corey Bashan returning back to the field. He's the up man in this formation for the Seals as they're looking to pin the Central Mountain Wildcats deep in their territory. Low punt, four able to pick it off the turf, gets it away, does a nice job as Johnson's going to return it from the 20 up the right side to the 30, and then taken down there. And with that play, that ends the first quarter. A first quarter that saw the Sealers Grove Seals give up a touchdown to the Central Mount Wildcats as they lead 7-0. This is Sealers Grove football presented by Sealers Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. I
8: can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet.
10: Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile?
8: I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods
14: and you yelling, leave the shoes outside.
10: (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet.
13: Carpet Man in Milton.
10: Flooring for life.
6: I'm thinking we need something with a bit more oomph. Then you should
0: turn it up because Eagle 107. Keep rocking. Rocks.
1: Sunday, the Eagles host the L.A. Rams on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at noon, kickoff at 1 with Maurice and Mike Quick on Eagle 107. Also, Sunday, the Steelers play their home opener, hosting the Broncos. It all starts at 11 with a kickoff at 1 on 100.9. The Valley, all part of Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation Sports Programming. Again, you got the Eagles and the Steelers here in front of us. 7-0 lead moving into the second quarter for the Central Mountain Wildcats leading 7-0. They have it at their own 31-yard line following the return by Johnson. They got twins to each side. Drop it back as Gerlock. He's going to be hitting the backfield and take it down. That's Miller and also Rothmal on the sack for the and Grove Seals. They get their first sacks of the season. And the first and Grove Seals sack of the season as well. And it's a good play.
2: Knocking Gurlock down at his own 27-yard line. That was an excellent play by the Seals defense. I'm not sure what the thinking is on the other side of the ball, though. Why did he come out after he had all that success on the ground and throw on first down? I'm not sure, unless they thought they were going to catch us. And lose four yards on the play. So second down and 14 for
1: the Wildcats at their own 27-yard line, leading 7-0 here in the second quarter. They go back to the I formation. Gerlach's going to throw a quick out to Pence, making a catch. It's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 30-yard line. That's Brandon Heil making the stop with the help from safety. Teague Hoover, the market, just short of the 30-yard line. So now it's a third down and long. We'll call it about third down and 12 for the Wildcats. Dave, another big third down
2: play here. Got to come up with the stop if you're Seals Grove defense. This is huge. It's third and 12. We have got to get a stop here. This is the biggest play of the ballgame so far.
1: Got some conversation going on here as Rothamal is going to be told to come off. You have some something going on there as the official was chit chat with him. He started to go off, and now he tucked something in his sock. So he's going to stay on, which is good for the Seals here on this third down and long for the Wildcats. They lead 7-0. They have the ball at their own 29-yard line. Two wide receivers split to the right. Gerlock drops back. Gets the pressure for as yes. he, he gets rid of it, and the ball's going to hit the turf. So not only did Rothemull get told to lead the field, and he said no, whatever he stuck in his pocket was his good luck charm, came <laughs> off the edge, and took Ger- Gerlock down. So what a uh, couple moments there
2: for Rothemull. Big play there. Fourth down, and a necessary punting situation for the Wildcats. That was called. A, that's a wide and go by an inside linebacker. You line him up. He, he abandons his position. He lines up on the outside edge and goes. Rothamal came. He came like he was on fire. Great job. Hoover and Ford drop back waiting for this punt. Good
1: high punt. Brett Ford's going to call fair catch and make the catch at the 35-yard line. Love to see your return, man. Make the catch, Dave, because if that hits the turf,
2: that thing might be rolling another 25 hey, yards you, down the field. The last thing you ever want to see is, is, is that ball bouncing around down there. You're right. If they catch the ball... That that's that's part. That's ninety percent of the battle. Catch the ball. Brett Ford does a great job coming underneath of it. Gives the Seals Grove the
1: ball at their own thirty-five yard line. Bastian Hoover, Almit in the backfield, up front again. Young and also Katherman, Miller, Metzger, and Sitko. Receiving course, Kissinger, Heil, Ford, and Nate Ahmet, along with tight end Rothmal. Two backs in the backfield. It'll be Bastian and Hoover. Right is going in motion from right to left. Long count by Bastion. Gets it. Gives it to Hoover. Trying to bounce to the outside, and he's going to be taken down quickly. That time on the stop, number 55, Strats. Once he got a hold of Hoover, he went down. Big
2: loss on the play. Quarterback took the shotgun snap, gave it to Hoover going from left to right. Hoover's lined up as, as a left halfback there. And before Hoover could get, even get, get moving, the, the left defensive tackle, or defensive end from Central Mountain was on him. That was tough.
1: Loss of six, pushes the ball back inside the 30-yard line for the Seals, trailing seven-nothing. Coming up on ten minutes to go here in the first half. Second and 16 from our own 30-yard line. Two Ivers split to the left for Bastion. Pistol formation with Hoover behind him. Quick throw to Kissinger. Makes the catch. Knocked off his feet immediately. Walleyes are able to make the stop at the 34-yard line.
2: So now here we have a third down and 11. Boy, Quickly, it's a third down 11 for the Seals. Yeah, and you know, it, it, we got some some good yards on that play, but we got about five yards. Again, that was a very short pass, a real high percentage uh, completion pass. And uh, we got we got five, but we need more. You know, we've got to break some of those tackles and get upfield. Looking for a big play here. Could be a candidate for the Smoke Health Center backbreaker
1: play of the game. Drop it back as Bastion. Look, he got a lot of time. Gets rid of it. Throwing a bit behind Kissinger, so it's going to hit the turf, fall incomplete. Holland, good coverage on Kissinger that time. Hey, worth noting here, Pence is down on the trainer table, getting stretched out a little bit. Let's we'll keep an eye on that and see if he returns on the offensive side. He has a lone touchdown on the night for the Wildcats as they lead 7-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. But 9.22 to go in the opening half. Brett Four will drop him back to punt this one away. Too deep, man, back. The ball hit the turf again, but Brett Ford picked it up, got wow. rid of it. Boy, that turned over that time. And it's going to hit, go out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Falls and Johnson could not return it. Brett Ford, beautiful spiral. It turned over, and it bounced out of bounds at the 26-yard line. Wildcats take over there, leading
2: 7-0. I'll tell you what, Brett Ford is the right guy to have back there. He really keeps his composure. That ball was snapped about 100 miles an hour. And it bounced about five yards in front of Brett Ford. And Brett just played the cherry hop. It hopped right to him. He kept his head, had a nice punt. That perfect spiral on the punt, and actually the ball turned over. You know, the tip was aimed up, and then it got to the top, and it leveled off, and then it came down. It was an amazing punt. So first down and 10 for the Wildcats. They have it at
1: their own 26-yard line, leading 7 nothing. Gerlock turns, gives it to the deep man. Rumberger comes in and just blows that one up. Loss on the play as the backup running backs into the game. Again, we mentioned that because Pence is here on the near, on the sideline, getting some attention from the training staff. And he's been explosive here in 2020, so they're looking to get him back in the game as quickly as they can. But Rumberger, Dave. Linebacker came in and blew that play up, loss
2: of two, second down and 12. Yep, and uh, he, did, he did a great job. And that was a, a fullback blast. They were trying to kick out our, our outside linebacker on the left side. And he, Rumber came from underneath. He came from inside somewhere, inside out on a ball, made the ca- tackle. So second down and long, got some movement up Good. front. Good.
1: Take a look at some of the scores. Other scores: Jersey Shore Upland Chicaglame twenty-eight to nothing in the first quarter. Southern Columbia leading twenty-one nothing over Bloomsburg. Warrior Run and Hughesville no score. Danville leading Midwest seven nothing, and Schmoken leading Milton fourteen to nothing. All those scores are part of our Aubrey Alexander Toya out of town scoreboard. Keep you updated throughout the game. Here we have a 7-0 lead for the Central Mountain Wildcats. After the penalty, they are now inside their 20 at the 19-yard line. it be a second down and 17. Quick throw this time out to Johnson. Make a man miss at the line of scrimmage, but he's going to be tackled quickly. Teague Hoover in on the stop there. Also, is that number? of trying to get the second guy in 60 with Steve Miller. Almost got away from Steve, but he was able to
2: hold on to him. About a half yard pickup. It's going to be a third down and long. Central uh, Mountain just ran a real quick bubble screen on the line of scrimmage to one of their their wideouts that play, and he was he had space out there, but you would not believe how quickly the seals got there. They closed on him very quickly. Again, that was that was just one example of how how our team speed is is just a that's a great thing for us. I come up big here now. In this third down play for Central
1: Mountain with two wide receivers split to the right. Gerlach under center got some movement on the left side. The tight end jumped for the Central Mountain Wildcats, so they're going to have to walk that one off as well. The penalties were relatively low last week. For everything going on, and you know, and a lot of the downtime because uncertainty, there was only seven total penalties between, and that's with a lot of the backups coming in for the Seals Grove Seals after the game got out of hand. That's pretty.
2: That's great coaching once again. To have kids, absolutely. Discipline. That was a very clean game we played last week. I don't mean. I don't mean we're, we we never played dirty, but it was just a very clean game in terms of of not having a lot of penalties, and that was a change from last year.
1: Mm. We did have a lot of penalties last year, but. Penalty there, marches Central Mountain back, over the middle, intercepted by Over, going back the other way at the 20, he's at the 15, 10, at the 5, spins off a guy, gets to the 4-yard line, following the interception, Teague Hoover steps up and makes the interception, and tries to build momentum for the Sealands Grove offense here with great
2: field position at the Central Mountain 5-yard line. That was a Perfect play by a free safety. Hoove was right back behind all the receiver where he belongs, all the receivers where he belongs as a free safety. And, and he broke on that ball tremendously. Great job. The quarterback tried to look him off a couple times, couldn't, couldn't, threw the ball to the receiver anyways, and Hoove was there for it. And took it 30 yards on the return to the Central Mountain
1: five-yard line. Sealsgro trying to take advantage of it here. Bastion Loan back in the backfield, takes a snap. It's a keeper. He's going to the left. He's at the five. The two. Stretch it out to the goal line. Did he get in? They're going to say he went out of bounds at the one-yard line. The senior quarterback was able to scamper to the one, pick up four on that. It'll be
2: second down, goal to go from the one. I tell you, there's nothing harder than defending a quarterback who can run the ball. That gives you, that gives another, another play you got to defend. Quick up to the line of scrimmage. Bastion under center. He's going to keep... And there's going to be a flag on the play.
1: There's going to be a false start against the Seals Grove Seals. And we're talking about big plays throughout this game and whether they're candidates for the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Of course, Teague Hoover's interception is a candidate for the Seals. But unfortunately here, we just got done talking about penalties and how low they were a week ago. Seals Grove had it to the one-yard line. They try to go hurry up, get a false start, so it's going to march it back to the six-yard line in Central Mountain Territory. Seals Grove at this point trailing 7-0 with 6.30 to go here in the opening half. Ahmet and Hoover in the backfield. Wide receivers to each side. Bashin takes the high step, turns, give it to Hoover. Trying to bounce to the outside, he's not going to get away. Not as there. on the stop that time was Weaver able to make the stop in this possession going the wrong way
2: yeah. for the Seals. Yeah, Weaver Weaver got penetration. He was into the backfield very quickly that time. There's nothing. Teague fought him, but there was nothing that not much he could do. He wrapped them up. So it's going to mark it at the
1: eight yard line. Second down, or excuse me, third down. Goal to go for the eight for the Seals as they're trying to take advantage of the Teague Hoover interception that took it to the five yard line.
14: It's third down, fans. Let's make some noise. Bastion
1: giving last-minute instructions to Hoover and Almond in the backfield with him. Taking a step is Bastion. Trying to go left. Caught from behind. He'll be tackled at the eight-yard line. So back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. So Kyle Rule would appear to run out on the field here and try to get Seals the first points of the night as he'll come out to kick the field goal here, trying to get his first field goal of the night or of the season for the senior kicker. It'll come off the Brett Four hole, Kevin Gearhart snap for the Seals. He'll spot it down at the 16-yard line, looking for the 26-yard field goal to try to give Seals Grove the first points of the night. Good snap, good hold. The kick is up, and it's short. It's short, so it's not going to give Seals Grove the points, unable to take advantage of the T. hoover interception. That took it to the 5-yard line. And then T. Hoover had taken it to the one yard line, and you talk about how penalties can kill you at any point in time. Boy, that false start at the one yard line marched it back, and things
2: didn't go well from there. Yeah, because they, you know, they whistled that dead right in the middle of the play. You know, we had already snapped the ball when, the, you know, when when they whistled it with a flag, and uh, Bastion had to run a quarterback sneak. He was in. I mean, it, it's a tragedy. It's a shame. But on the other hand. Now, this, uh, this is a character test for the Seals. It, 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 this, this series right here is going to show what kind of character we have and how good we are at facing adversity and overcoming it. And the field goal traveled into the end zone, so it's considered
1: a touchback. It will give Central Mountain the ball at their own 20-yard line. Five minutes to go here in the first half, trailing 7-0. Are the Seals Grove Seals? High formation behind Gerlach. Deep man gets the call. That's Pence. He is back in the game. He was getting attention here on the near side. He was going through some some uh, testing and he passed him. He's back out on the field. His ankle was being wrapped, so he's unable to get anything on that run there. Second down and 10, the middle of that Seals Grove
2: defense on the stop. That was an excellent start by the defense. Uh, you know, I, one thing I think has improved since the beginning of the game for the Seals is our defensive line is more active prior to the snap. They're stemming, they're moving around, they're, they're creating some confusion. That's what caused the two offsides that uh, Central Mountain had last series. Two wide receivers to the right this time, second down and ten.
1: It's an option to the left. Pitch goes to Pence. He's being chased from behind and knocked out of bounds. The first initial guy in there was Ryan Ahmed, but it was Heil and Hoover who finished him off after a short pickup. This will be a third down and eight for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They lead 7-0, 4-14 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove again trying to get the Central Mountain team off the field on a
2: long third down play here at their own 22-yard line. This is exactly where you want Central Mountain on third down. They did a great job the first two downs, getting to that football and tackling for very short gains. As Gerlach gets the final
1: instruction from the sideline, gets out, calls out the play. His offense is up to the... The line of scrimmage, third down and long. Mangos in motion is Johnson from right to left. That's where he's looking. Gets the pressure at Gerlach. Starts to run. Vance Metzger is going to hit him and take him down. Also got help from Fogarty as well, so it will be a fourth down. And you talk about character. How do you step up and take care of things when things don't seem to be going your way? You make a great defense to stop, and that's the Seals' defense does. That series showed a lot of character by the Seals. Great job, guys. Now Weaver will drop back and punt this little way. Hoover and Four standing at their own 40-yard line. Boy, if they can field this and turn it the other way and try to give Seals, again, great field position. Weaver gets a good snap, gets it away. Good high kick. He's going to sail out of bounds, though. He'll see where he'll be marked once again to see if the Seals can g- get good field position. The officials still walking close to the 40, it will mark it at the 47-yard line. Seals have had great field position, Dave, unable to yes, take advantage have. of it. None better than they had a possession to go after the Hoover interception. That's right. They had it at the Central Mountain 5-yard line, unable to cash it in. Again, a big test here, trail 7-0. Love to see a late score here in the first half. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Bashing in the shotgun, twins to each side. Ryan Allman at the lone back in the backfield. Bashing calling out the signals. Nate Allman goes in motion from left to right. Bashing gets the stat, Plenty of time. Looking deep over the middle for Heil. Overthrows him incomplete. Heil had gotten away from the defender that time. Number 13, Ranker. Another missed opportunity there for the Seals because he was open.
2: Unable to get the connection, falls incomplete, second down and ten for the Seals. Hile was uh, the inside receiver on the right side that time. He just ran straight downfield right at the goalpost, and he was wide open by six or seven yards, and we just missed the throw. Corey
1: Bastion a week ago, five for ten, just 77 yards. So still trying to develop there from a quarterback position. He's unable to make that connection on that last play. Hoofer comes back into the game after going to the sidelines. And he's going to get the call off the right side, swallowed up at the line of scrimmage. Looks like it'll be a loss on the play there. It looks like Weaver in on the
2: stop, along with number 44 as well. That's Garlic making the stop for the Central Mount Wildcats. That was an inside run to the right. It was a lead, fullback in front of the tailback. And up front, we just didn't get any movement on that defensive line. They are some big guys, and they come off the ball very hard. This is a good football team. Seals grow a win margin over the last
1: four games in the entire series between these two teams at 31.7 points. Not seeing that here tonight. They trail 7-0 with 2.45 to go in the opening half. They have it at their own 46-yard line. Bashing in his shotgun. Drops back. He's got some time. He's going to step up. Trying to run away from defender. Does. Gets to the 45 and then goes out of bounds. at about the 46-yard line but that's going to be well short of a first down. It's going to bring up a punting situation for the Seals Grove Seals. Fourth and 11. And they will have it at their own 46-yard line, so Johnson and Falls will drop back waiting for this punt from Brett 4 They're standing at about their own 24-yard line waiting for Brett. He's going to have to kick it into the wind here. And it's going to go off to the left and go out of bounds. Impacted by that wind, didn't get a hold of it. And it's going to give Central Mountain great field position. See where the official's going to walk up and spot this one down. He's still going as he approaches the 40-yard line and still going as they're going to mark it at the 42-yard line. Central Mountain will take over first down and 10, leading 7-0 with 2.29 to go
2: here in the opening half. Once again, you've got to hang it on your defense right here. The defense has to come up big. And over the years,
1: you've been able to rely on the defense, and they've been able to hold Central Mountain to just seven points, and they'll be asked to do it again on a big possession here. hand goes straight up the middle. Not much there. Wallizer gets the call. He'll get about a yard, and that's going to be it. It'll be a second down and nine. Fogarty was able to get low on that. And really disrupt things
2: up front. Uh, Fogarty did a great job. Cameron Fogarty, he was very low that time, which, and he's he's not a tall guy, so he's very good at that. But and Steve Miller came through too, very low. The lower these guys play up front, the better off we are. But showed up on that one.
1: Second down and nine. Under two minutes to go in the opening half. Gerlock under center takes a step, Two step drop. Looking him slant, unable to make the connection. Nate Almond on the coverage. That that was intended for Long, but
2: Long tried to stretch out for it, unable to make the connection. Here we have a third down and nine. It looked to me like somebody got a hand on that ball at the line of scrimmage. It looked like maybe Heil might have gotten his hand up on it. I'm not sure, though. Well, it caused the incompletion either way. Nate, Um, it was on a
1: good coverage, but if it was not tipped, it could have been a catch and a possibly first down there. So good job all around that time by those guys up front disrupting things for Gerlach on that pass. Third down and nine, 152 to go in the opening half. High formation, Gerlock turns. He pitches it out for Pets, makes a man miss at the 40, but then he's met by Fogarty and also Ryan Ohm. It upends him as he crosses the 45. It gets to the 46-yard line, but that's going to be a fourth down and six for the Central Mountain Wildcats. And I don't see the punter
2: jogging out there just yet as Coach Rainier is still talking to Gerlock here on the near side. I tell you, it's hard to run outside in this defense. They tried to get outside to the left there, and Heil was out there, and he, he was just hunting. He was out there hunting and confronting. He did a great job on that. But our defense just ran to that ball. Speed. I think they are let the play clock
1: run out here or call timeout there. Still got eight more seconds on the play clock. It'll take the time just to about a minute here to go in the first half with Central Mountain leading 7-0 over the Seals Grove Seal, The lone scorer came on a pence 17-yard touchdown run with 235 to go in that first quarter. That came of a 10-play 89-yard drive taking five minutes and 16 seconds. And, again, that's the lone scoring on the night. It came in the first quarter. Central Mountain leading 7-0. Take a look at Aubrey Alexander out-of-town scoreboard. Southern leading 21-0 over Bloom. Jersey Shore up on Chickalemi 34-0. Dallas up on Wyoming Valley West 20-6. No score again. The last report we have, Warrior Run in Hughesville. Again, that comes courtesy of our out-of-town scoreboard, Aubrey Alexander Toyota. Sponsors are at a town scoreboard. So following the timeout both teams back up to the line of scrimmage here Gonna be a punting situation here for the Central Mountain Wildcats Weaver will drop back four in Hoover standing at their 20-yard line One minute three seconds to go. We got some movement on the left side for the Central Mountain Wildcats. So that's gonna march them back at following the penalty God, I'd love to see a special teams play here. We oh. saw a lot in the first game, and would it be an awesome opportunity for Four or Weaver, or excuse oh, yeah. me, for Hoover to catch a clean? Hey, I was going to say, run. we had the right guys
2: back there. You know, Brett Four and then Keeg Hoover. They're, they're great athletes. They're a good return men. This will be interesting. They can see the ball in, here, maybe. Yeah, minute and two seconds here in the first half.
1: So they walk off the penalty, put 103 back on the clock, the officials asking for. as they take care of that, remind you, tomorrow it's Phillies baseball on Eagle 107. The Phillies are home to face the Nats tomorrow with Phillies on deck starting at 530. See the full Phillies broadcast schedule at Eagle107.com. Click on sports schedule. Weaver gets a good snap, gets it away. Good high kick. It's going to bounce. It's going to go out of bounds at the 19-yard line. Sales Grove takes over there. 53 seconds to go in this first half. Stick around at halftime. We'll get stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. We'll have our spotlight player of the week. We'll check in with other games going on around the valley and a lot more. That's coming up at halftime here from Central Mountain High School. Right now, Seals Cove trailing 7-0. The defense has played well against a team that showed they can move it against Shigalemi a week ago. They had a good possession to be able to finalize a drive. Or to get points on the board to find a line of good drive by the Central Mount Wildcats, but the offense has not been able to get things going. They have it at their own 19-yard line, first down at 10. we got a late guy coming back into the game. It's Teague Hoover, second time that he's been reminded that he needs to get back in the game, and he makes his way back to offset to the right of Corey Bastian. First down at 10. This is going to go to Ryan Allman, off the right side going to get tripped up at the 22-yard line, maybe get to the 23-yard line. Short pickup. Clock will continue to run with 44 seconds to go
2: here in the opening half. They're going no huddle. They're right back on the line of scrimmage right now, looking to the sideline for the call. 44, Ryan, on
14: the carry
1: for Seals Grove. A week ago, Seals Grove offense line. was able to right. amass 267 yards, 190 of them on the ground as a total of five rushing touchdowns a week ago, have not had that success here tonight. Ryan Allman gets the call again. Mm. Bounces off one tackle, but then it's going to be swallowed up by Blue Shirt before he goes down. They're going to mark forward progress at the 20-yard line. But that's going to put the clock under 10 seconds and would think be the final play of this first half. Seals Grove have to go into the locker room, talk about things a little bit. They trail 7-0. This offense has not been able to get things going as they did a week ago. We got a lot to go over here at halftime. Again, we'll have a spotlight player to talk about. We have stats from our stat man Zach Showers. Get Dave's analysis of that first half. Also, look to see what Seals Grove would do here in the second half to try to get this offense going. All that and more as we go to halftime. This is Seals Grove football presented by Sealers Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com.
4: If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone, from moms and dads right down to all the kids, always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfields.net.
6: At the Shally Insurance Agency, they love sports. Just ask Carol or Lynn. They're proud to support our area schools and high school football teams. They thank the coaches, parents, and communities that support the athletes and believe that participation in any sport helps to foster teamwork, dedication, respect, and character. Remember, for all of life's touchdowns and tackles, the Shally Insurance Agency is here to help. Offering coverage for your home, auto, business, and employee benefits. Shally Insurance Agency. We're here to help. Visit at shollyagency.com. Need
10: dining room, living room, or bedroom furniture? Aaron's in Sealands Grove has a full showroom of new and pre-leased merchandise at affordable prices to fit anyone's budget. Also, don't miss out on our six-month same-as-cash from now until October 3rd. Aaron's is at 1102 North High Street in Sealands Grove behind CVS. If you can't get to the store, just call us at 570-743-8260 or go to aarons.com. As always, there's free setup, delivery, and service with every sale. Stop in and see Courtney, Nikki, Jacob, Austin, and Andrew, at Sealands Grove Aaron's team today aaron's is easy beautiful and affordable did you ever notice football sure does whip up your appetite make sure you stop at tom's eatery at fox crossing on route 35 in mount pleasant mills before the game and you'll really enjoy the excitement however you're experiencing the game Tom's Eatery is open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 till 8 with delicious specials every day. Your favorite country comfort foods, sandwiches, dinners, and desserts. They're available for private parties and gatherings, too. Tom's Eatery in Mount
1: Pleasant Mills, also on Facebook.
0: Evil 107.
1: Welcome back to Halftime here at Central Mountain High School. As the Seals, Grove Seals, find themselves trailing here at Halftime 7.0 to nothing taking a look at the scoring recap for the Sealings Grove Seals and the Central Mount Wildcats. Well the lone score came on a 17 yard touchdown run by Pence. It completed a 10-play drive covering 89 yards took five minutes and 16 seconds. The extra point by Weaver good and it came with 2.35 to go in that opening quarter. That would be the lone score in the first quarter and the lone scoring here in the game as Seals Grove trails at halftime, 7-0 to the Central Mount Wildcats. So, Dave, you look at the good and the bad of this one. You, you're, you're trailing 7 nothing. The offense has not been able to get going like they did a week ago in the rush game for the Seals Grove Seals. And we knew coming in as this offense, a passing game, continues to try to develop. The running tack has to be. Now one thing to mention, Nate Show not playing tonight either. It takes away a lot of your, your your firepower from a running game. He's he's out for tonight. You're relying on Ryan Allmit and T Hoover very capable running backs as well. They both had two touchdowns a week ago. So you go to the passing game. Koi Bastion still trying to develop at that position. The good thing is, you go into halftime saying we missed on two opportunities. Mm-hmm. That if he makes those
2: connections with his wide receivers, they're touchdowns. so we had yeah we had two two receivers wide open there, and, and that's just an experience If we, If we would connect on one or two of those, it, it would make a gigantic difference in this game because they they are just packing the line of scrimmage right now. They're taking away our run game. They're gambling on. There goes all my papers. Wind's up. Wind's kicking up up here. Bad. Um, but they're they're banking on, on Seals Grove not being successful throwing the ball. Uh, if we could just connect on a couple, that will open up our run game, give some success. It's going to be an interesting second interesting second half, Pat. And if you're just joining us again, it, it, we knew coming in, as we saw it
1: on film, and well, you, went, but... in the way things went, that we knew Central Mountain was a, presented very differently than years gone by in the first four matchups that Seals Grove had with Central Mountain on that offensive line. They're able to establish that on that 10-play drive and put points on the board. Worth mentioning too. Pence had come out of the game. He was getting training staff. He's the running back. He's the feature back for Central Mountain. And he came back in the game. Hasn't been able to open things up. Goes back to the same thing last week. They Milton had that one drive. And they were able to take it 13 yards, took it down the field and they scored. After
2: that, no more points after no. that. And and, and that talks about the adjustments, and we know that's what Seals Grove's done here. Against yeah, that's State. exactly what you know. They, they did a nice job of adjusting. After that, they gave up that one score, that one drive, and then they just shut them down the next two times, and I, I see a big difference with the defensive front. First of all, Vance Metzger is back this week. He is a real confidence factor for this group. The Metzger kids are... His brother was here last year. He's Big, strong kid, very confident, very competitive, and just have a guy like that with you—it gives you a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of confidence. And the defensive line really stepped up the last two, three times they were on the ball on the field. And great job by the defense. And this is exactly what we thought we were going to see. Uh, we're, we're well, not really. We thought our defense would be, our offense would be a little more productive. But we knew that uh, we knew that the Wildcats would come out and they would have a real tough inside run game. And we had to slow that down. They did get a score, but after that, we we stopped it. Our offense should be able to score enough points to win this football game. Defense keep in, continue to perform, get some points.
1: We're at halftime. Seals Grove trailing the Central Mount Wildcats 7-0. But again, the lone scorer coming off of a Penn 17-yard touchdown run. And that came back in the first quarter out that 10-play drive. But other than that, Seals Grove defense has played well, as you said, Dave. They closed up that middle because that's where Sealsgrove Grove was being exposed. The same thing happened last week, so we're impressed with how they adjusted last week. And they've done it here. Now we're looking for the offense to come together. as We knew it was going to take some time for that to develop. I think the potential's there. We'll see what happens here
2: in this second half. Take I, a look at no, – so, No, I just – I really think their offense has come out start throwing their first down. I really do. To just ease the pressure on that line of scrimmage and we'll see if that is
1: part of what it will adjust to in the second half. Take a look at some updated scores. Part of our Aubrey Alexander out-of-town scoreboard. Jersey Shore leading Chickalemi 7, or excuse me, 40 to nothing. That's uh, in the second quarter. Lewisburg leading Mifflinburg 7 to 3. That is at halftime. Smoking up on Milton 14 to nothing. And Montgomery up on Northwestern, or Northwest, excuse me, 10 to 7. And Hughesville leading Warrior Run 18 to 7. The Tigers of Southern Columbia all over Bloomsburg, twenty-eight to nothing. Montoursville leading Central Columbia. I bring that one up because that's part of our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week, and it hasn't been tough for the Montoursville Warriors. They lead in the second quarter, twenty-two to nothing. Again. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. The last score and update we have 14 to nothing, Danville leading Midwest. That is in the second quarter. When we come back, we'll check in with the candidates for the Smoke Dam Damn Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Plus, I was giving the stats or from our stat man, Zach Showers, and our spotlight player of the week from. Alumni of the Seals Grove Seals football program. All that more as we continue with halftime. Seals Grove trailing here at halftime, seven nothing. This Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle One to Seven and Eagle107.com.
15: I'm Art Thomas, president of Diversified Construction. Bathroom modifications, outside ramps and vertical platform lifts, stair glides and door widenings are some of the construction services we provide. Our certified agent-in-place specialist can meet with your family to discuss projects that keep people living where they want to be. Don't wait for a crisis situation. Diversified Construction can help keep you safe at home. Visit our website, check out our Facebook page, and call us today for a free site visit and consultation. Diversified Construction. Proud to be the consumer's choice.
14: Hubs Home
13: Oxygen and Medical Supplies is proud to support the Sealands Grove Seals. Like the quarterback, they are the leaders in the field of home health, medical equipment, and respiratory services. Visit us online to learn more, or stop by their newest location in Sealands Grove at the
14: Susquehanna Valley Mall. Go Seals! Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg is the lowest price guaranteed, period. Whether you're looking for a new or used vehicle, you're always going to find the lowest price at Blaze Alexander Ford. Check out all our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com. And we have one of the largest selections in the state of Pennsylvania on new Fords and pre-owned vehicles. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg, where you're always going to get the most for your trade and the lowest price guaranteed. Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg, taking the deals the other guys won't.
6: You'll see the world of difference at Central Vision Eye Care in the Susquehanna Valley. Conserving and improving your vision with the latest ophthalmic technology is the commitment of Dr. Daniel Facero and Dr. Tara unsecker Facero. Central Vision Eye Care is scheduling appointments for their locations in Lewisburg, Milton, and Montoursville. Central Vision Eye Care, for vision exams, medical exams, cataract surgery. Central Vision Eye Care, where patients are their focus. See us at centralvisioneyecare.com or call 570-768-4970. That's 570-768-4970. Are
12: you paying attention?
1: Absolutely. Playing
0: classic rock from our studios high at top Blue Hill. <laughs> yeah! No matter where you go in the central Susquehanna Valley, you get a rock and roll right here. We are Eagle 107.
1: Back here at Central Mountain High School, Sealers Grove trailing at halftime 7-0 to the Central Mountain Wildcats. This is Seals football presented by Sealers Grove 4 On Eagle 107, WEGH Northumberland, Sealens Grove. Taking a look at this week's spotlight player, it takes us to Braden Klingler. He was a game changer in the turnover department, cornerback and do it all player. Listed at 5'8, Klingler was a big play cornerback who from 2004 to 2006 dazzled with his interceptions and returns. In 06, the captain led the Seals a perfect 10-0 regular season state quarterfinal berth, snagging five interceptions. One was a pick-six and a game-change-of-play against the then-undefeated Mifflinburg Wildcats. Klinger had eight interceptions in 2005 as a junior to go along with his five interceptions. He filled up the stack column, scoring 11 touchdowns, one was a kickoff return, another three came off punt returns. Klingler averaged an incredible 27.5 yards per kickoff return that year while tearing it up on the defense and special teams. Chico, as his teammates referred to him, became a perfect deep threat wide receiver to go along with the power running game of Tony Troutman and Matt Cook and finished the season with over 400 yards receiving. A memorable reception came in the state quarterfinal game where he got, he got by Thomas Jefferson secondary for a 71-yard touchdown reception. For Klingler, play he was a selected as a second-team All-State defensive back in the AP, of the PA Football News. Klingler went on to finish his career with 13 interceptions, and at that time, at that time, was second only to the 1993 graduate Josh Lebrecht. And he helped lead the Seals to three consecutive CSC and District Four AAA titles. Braden continued his football career after graduating. Played four years at Susquehanna University. The spotlight this week was on Braden Klingler
2: for the Sealens Grove Seals. Braden Klingler is one of my favorite people. In world. He was—he is a great kid. And you know, I think he had the most mispronounced name in the history of Sealings Grove football. <laughs> Braden Klingler was—he was pronounced Brandon Klingler, Brandon Klinger. You know, Braden Klinger. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. What did I call him? Brandon? i don't know what you call him, Pat. it, Doesn't matter. I, in my mind, anything close is acceptable because he was called so many different things. And he, I know he would accept it too. He was a great kid. Yeah, he was a great kid. Good, very good athlete. Loved him to
1: death. Well, all the things I just heard, he's capable of doing. I'd like to see that here tonight. You better believe we it. could use some of that. So we talk about Smokey <laughs> Dam Hill Center backbreaker plays of the game, and we go throughout the quarters and we look for big plays. We didn't really have any in that first half. We no. thought the Hoover interception was going to be a big one. It They took been. it to the five-yard line. Seals Grove did come away with points. But, boy, we're looking for big plays in that second yeah. half that would be candidates for the Smoky yeah. D.M. Health Center backbreaker play of the game. I think that backbreaker play is, is yet to come, and it's going to have to happen. Seals Grove trailing 7-0 as we get ready shortly to start the second
2: half as the Central Mount Wildcats have returned to the field. Pat, have you noticed our fans over here? <laughs> you got It's, it's amazing tonight. Steelers, no Seals Grove fans are allowed in this game tonight. There are no Seals Grove fans. So to our left, up on this bank in front, and just outside of the woods, we have a pile of Seals Grove people over there. And it's hilarious because at halftime, I saw a whole bunch of flashlights up in the woods. So I'm not sure what they're doing, but that was funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, nah, it's great to have them here yep. and they're doing
1: their best. And boy, we're gonna need help from the fans. As seals Sealsgrove trailing here at halftime, 7-0. Take a look at the numbers. Seals Grove, one first down in that first half, Dave. Central Mountain just six. Rushing department, Central Mountain 67 yards. Seals Grove just seven. At the passing department. Central Mountain 36, Seals Grove 22. So total yards, Central Mountain 103 to Seals Grove just 29. Yep. In the penalty department, Seals Grove three penalties for 25 yards, Central Mountain three penalties for 15. The lone turnover was T. Groover's interception of a Gerlock pass. So those are the team numbers there. And, boy, that's not going to win you a lot of games.
2: One first down. In that first half for the SEALs. I'm surprised. I, I didn't I didn't realize we only had one first down. That's not good. Gotta get this thing moving. We've got to get the offense moving. I, I really think that we've got it. We've got to start we've got to open it up with some passing. We've got to connect on some passes. When we come out, come back after this break. We'll get ready for the opening kickoff. We'll give you individual stats from the
1: first half as well as seals Grove is returned to the field. Let's take our final break of the half. Come back and have the second half kickoff. This is Seals Grove football presented by seals Grove Ford. On Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
13: At T. Ross Brothers Construction, they're proud to be a member of the communities in which they live and build. They've been serving our valley for over 50 years, and their reputation earned them the honor of building many of the area's residences, businesses, and community and religious facilities. Whether you want to build, expand, or remodel, T. Ross Brothers Construction is committed to providing you with the very best in design, quality, and value. Visit them
16: at trossbrothers.com, and you'll learn why they say,
11: We're building for the future.
16: Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glix installed the Heat and Glow inserts in fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Callhavy, general manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glix Heat and Glow products.
10: Seelands Grove Ford is kicking off this football season with some hard-hitting deals on new Fords. Save up to $7,200 off a 2020 Edge and 0% for 60 months. Save up to $10,000 on Ford F-150 XLTs. Save up to $7,500 on a 2020 Ford EcoSport all-wheel drive. Buy it now for $2,965 plus tax and tags. It's going on now at the bridge in Seelands Grove. Sealands Grove Ford is the home of Mr. Sharpie and the Sharp Pencil Deal. Tax and tags extra, all rebates to dealer. Edge savings based on stock number 201. 109T, EcoSport based on stock number 20011T, F-150 based on stock
5: number 20048T. We all sometimes are in need of a way to express how we feel. When you want to say congratulations on that beautiful new baby, great job, happy birthday, happy anniversary, or simply, I care, trust Gracie's Flowers and Seals Grove to give your feelings their finest expression. Gracie's is a full-service florist. No matter the occasion, Gracie's will work their magic and put together a customized gift basket and add balloons, plants, candles, plush animals, fruits, or next For a personal touch, local delivery is available, and Gracie's Teleflora Services can send you bouquet to loved ones anywhere, anytime. Call 570 374 4923 for Gracie's Flowers, 901 North Market Street in Sealance Grove.
0: We are Eagle 107.
1: Welcome back to Central Mountain High School. Get ready to start the second half. Sealance Grove trailing 7 0. Taking a look at individual numbers Gerlock for Central Mountain, 6 for 11. 36 yards and interception. receiving core long with one catch johnson with two garlic with one and pence with one in the rushing department pence has nine carries 58 yards and the lone touchdown on the night johnson three carries 13 yards wall four carries nine yards and gerlock three carries for a minus 13 yards for sealants grove at the quarter, quarterback position, Bastian three for eight, just 22 yards. Howe has a catch, Four has a catch, and Kissinger with a catch as well. In the running department, Bastian six carries for 13 yards. Ryan Ahmet two carries for one yard, and Hoover three carries for minus seven yards. Nice. I wonder what the big conversation will be here at halftime, and as you mentioned, Dave, going to have to connect on some. Big pass plays, opening up the run game, do a thing. As we wrap up the halftime show, get ready for the second half. And Seals Grove will get the ball first, going from right to left. they the way for the Weaver punt here. Dropping back will be Nate Ahmet and Hoover standing at their 10-yard line. We need a big return here, Pat see him get seals Grove and get great field position to get things underway weaver will kick this one away it'll be taken by weaver takes it off the face mask picks it up off the turf able to split defenders still going crosses the 30 close to the 34 yard line so seals grove will start there first down and 10 from their own 34 yard line trailing seven nothing Again, taking a look at those stats, team stats, Seals Grove just had one first down, seven yards rushing, 22 yards passing for a total of 29 yards of offense in that first half for the Seals Grove Seals. Defensively, Seals Grove doing well, just giving up six first downs, 67 yards rushing, 36 through the air, and only gave up 103 yards in that first half. Now we're looking to see if the Seals' offense... Can get things going here. They have it first down and 10 from their own 34-yard line. Shotgun for Bastion. Long count. Takes the snap. Turns. Gives it to Hoover. He's got a hole. skirts through. Gets beyond the 36-yard line to the 37-yard line. So he'll pick
2: up four. It'll be a second down and six. It was a good-looking trap play they just ran to Hoover. The right guard crossed behind the center, kicked out on the defensive tackle, and Hoover did a nice job of finding that hole. Just underway here in the second half. Dave
1: Hess, Zach Showers, Pat O'Brien, Anthony Fusa is our producer back at the studio. Wide receivers to each side. Eye formation, no, excuse me, shotgun formation. Central Mountain showing blitz. Snap goes to Bashi. gives it to Hoover, trying to bounce it to the outside, does. He's at the 40, cuts under defender to get it to the 45, and Dave, that matches the number of first downs in the whole first half on T. Hoover's run to take it to the
2: 45-yard line picks up a first down for the seals. Let's multiply that by 10 now, guys. Let's keep it moving. Great looking play. That was a blast. a fullback blast. They had uh, almond kick out on the, the right defensive end for Central Mountain, and who followed him? Did a good. Who actually bounced outside of the kickout block? I like Hoover running the ball. He, I, I'd keep handing that ball to him. A week ago, six carries for 39 yards and. Two touchdowns for Hoover
1: a week ago against the Milton Black Panthers. Shotgun formation for Bastion. Two wide receivers. Give it to Hoover. Nope, he's going to keep it. Bastion, he's not going to get. But his face mask got grabbed, and I'm hoping that's what the flag is for as he throws it towards the pile. Looked like Bastion started through the hole and his head snapped around, Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if it's going to be a face mask against the Central Mountain Wildcats.
2: The Seals are celebrating. It's definitely against them.
1: Central Mountain had three penalties in that first half for 15 yards. They pick up one here. So that's going to be a big penalty against the Central Mountain Wildcats. It'll walk the ball into Central Mountain territory all the way down to the 41 yard line. So Seals Grove will get another first down. This went off a penalty. So, starting to rack up the first down this one come off a mistake by the Central mount wildcats
2: and now we have the ball first and 10 on central mountain's 41 yard line we're in good shape here pat snapping
1: out of the huddle of the seals centered young looks over the defense puts his hand on the ball ready to snap it to bastion he does bastion turns gives the hoover trying to bounce to the outside he's going to be Grab and attack by Blue Shirts. Holland on the stop there, along with Johnson and Walliser, able to make the stop for the Central Mount Wildcats. Back to the original line of scrimmage. Second down and 10 for the
2: Seals. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened on that play. It looked like it was supposed to be a a fullback blast where the fullback kicks out in the defensive end here on, on our left side. But again, Hoover was outside at a kick up. Like, I'm not sure exactly what's happening there, but. Is that where he should cut it up underneath? He, is that, it, it, it looks like a blast, it. like he should be up underneath it because is kicking his man to the outside, but he's he's then he's running outside of that block. So second
1: down and ten at the Central Mountain forty-one yard line for the Seals, trailing seven nothing. Dropping back is Bastion, looking deep down the right sideline. Got a man out there, and oh. is it an intercepted by Falls? Falls makes the interception for the Central Mountain Wildcats at his own ten yard line. So
2: the first turnover by the Seals. Interception by the Central Mount Wildcats. Yeah, Brett Ford just ran a, a streak pattern straight downfield. Uh, that, that defensive back was really got between him and the, the quarterback and, and got up close to him and was right in position to take that ball away. Mount. Brett Ford came in tonight with three catches for 23
1: yards a week ago, but interception by Falls gives the ball back to the Central Mount Wildcats. Wildcats lead 7-0 with 925 to go here in the third quarter a quick moving game here at central mountain high formation gerlock turns give it to the fullback gets a good push by that offensive line and falling fours at wall yes it is as he's able to
2: take it to the 12 yard line so just a pickup of two second down and eight for the wildcats i don't know if you noticed there but the, the, the quarterback fumbled the snap he had to pick it up off the ground mm. it, on film, he, they did that a lot last week. I think that could cost them big in this game, especially when they're snapping a the ball on the 10-yard line, their own 10-yard line. So with that interception, that's
1: the second turnover on the <laughs> season for the Seals Grove Seals. Now they have one fumble and one interception from the offensive side. Deep man gets the call, hit in the backfield and gone down quickly, but coming off the right side that time as he Kissinger getting off the pile. And also looking at Steve Miller involved in the there. stop
2: as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve Miller came like he was set on fire that time. Great job. Looks like a loss of
1: one or maybe just back to the line of scrimmage. Either way, a third down and long for the Central Mountain Wildcats. 8.25 to go here in the third period. Yep. Coming into the game for Central Mountain, number 14, McCluskey. He's a wide receiver. will check in. Garlic will check out. 39 from their own 11-yard line Central mountain clock continues to move eight minutes to go here in the third quarter seals grow showing blitz off the right side gerlock rolling back throws it got a man nice. there in and out of the hands brett four able to come and make the defensive play to knock the ball away from the intended receiver that time as it was intended for number 12 long But Brett Ford made the break on it, knocked it away.
2: Putting situation for the Wildcats. Center Mountain receiver ran a curl that time, and Brett was behind it, but he really reacted quickly up to the ball, and and he was able to get up over top and bat the ball down before it got to the receiver. Excellent job by Brett Ford. Very athletic-looking play.
1: Weaver will stand at his goal line to punt this one away with Ford and Hoover standing at midfield. The punt's blocked. It's on the turf. It's a scramble, and it doesn't matter. Seals Grove will take over inside of the central mountain wildcats was that brandon isle with the block putt Brandon he as well and gives
2: seals grove great field position again at the central mountain three yard line special teams came up big for the seals we've got to make this count now we were down here before and we didn't hit pay dirt we've got to get it now talk about candidates for the schmokendam health center backbreaker
1: play of the game that's going to be a candidate seals grove could stick this one in the end zone as they're looking to try to tie it up they trail seven nothing at this point they got great field position once again it's at the three yard line at the wildcat three yard line as bastion gets his offensive troops break it out of the huddle send it forward to the right and Kissinger to the left Bastion under center takes a snap from young turns, give it to Ahmed off the right side trying to follow behind some push, being grabbed from behind by Weaver. Oh. Almond's still going, walks into the end zone, but they're going to say his poor forward progress was stopped. But, boy, just showing the strength of Ryan Almond. He had the entire team on his back and unable to take him down, but his forward progress was stopped. So it'll be at the three-yard
2: line, second down, goal to go. Yeah, but he he actually did get a – he got a little bit of yardage on that, but, yeah, he took the whole defense with him. That was a, That was a heck of an effort by him. So
1: Seals will break out of the huddle. Second down goal to go. The offensive line talking out their instructions there, getting ready for this second down goal to go play. Bashing in a shotgun. Turn, give it to Ahmed. Nope, he's going to keep it. Flips it to Hoover. Hoover tries to get away from the tackle, not able to. Johnson makes the stop off his corner position and takes Hoover down at the six-yard line. A loss of three on the play.
2: It'll be third down goal to go from the six. We just tried to option the outside on our left side. Uh, Hoove got in trouble early, got the pitch out. Excuse me. Um, Bastion got in trouble early. He got hit and got the pitch out the Hoof. There was a man there waiting for that option.
1: So Seals Grove
2: trying to take
1: advantage of the block punt by Heil, his third of the year, the fourth for Seals Grove.
2: Number 36 right
1: now. And goal to go from the 6. Kissinger to the left. He's got Holland on him. Brett Ford to the right. He's got Falls on him. Bashan turns. it to his right. Throwing it. And oh. it's knocked away. Wow. His wow. intended receiver that time was Ryan Oliver coming out of the backfield, but defensively played well by the Wildcats. So it's now going to be fourth down here. They're going to send Kyle, or excuse me, Rule out to try to kick a field goal. The last time Seals Grove was in this position, they were unable to get the field goal, but is Pardot who will try the field goal here. It's a left-footed kicker as he's going to try to kick it as he'll spot it down at the 12-yard line for a 22-yard field goal. Steps good. The hold's good. kicks yeah. up plenty of distance, and it sails through. So the Seals Grove Seals take advantage of the block punt, able to get points on the board. Not really the points they wanted, but you'll have to take what you can get at this point. Seals Grove cuts into the 7-0 lead. Now trail 7-3 to the Central Mountain Wildcats. So Seals Grove defense will continue to have to play big, trying to get the ball back to the offense once again. But I would say the Black Punt right now candidate for the Smokin' Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game for the Seals Grove Seals.
2: You better believe it. That was huge. You know, we've been in a situation before where we're down 7-3, to three and we won some pretty important games from this situation. They're not going to go away. The defense
1: will keep you in the game, that's for sure, and they've done it here. Again, one 10-play drive by Central Mountain is the only difference now is they were able to stick it in the end zone. They let 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter but have not scored since. Seals Grove able to take advantage of a blocked punt. A four-play drive for Sealens Grove, finished off by the 22-yard field goal by Pardot. And Sealens Grove cuts into the lead. Now trails 7-3. to three. That's the Sealensgrove Grove four to drive summary. Now Pardo will kick this one away. Two guys deep, Falls and Johnson. Kind of a line drive, kicks, and hit the turf at the 15. Johnson's going to pick it up at the 14. Try to go to the right. Brandon Hile unable to make the stop, but enough to knock him off the feet. Going to be helped up by Rumberger, able to finish him off. Also giving credit that was pursuing on that play for the Seals Grove Seals, number 82, and it's Garrett Pargis, who was able to help in on the stop. So Seals Grove sees Central Mountain at their own 20-yard line, first down and 10 trailing 7-3. See Spencer George comes in. He's going to play that left defensive tackle position along that front. Fogarty and Steve Miller. Same linebackers in there. See Heil, Rothball, Almit, Rumberger, and Kissinger. Pence has some room off the left. Gets it to the second level. Hit as he's... Hit at about the eight excuse me the twenty-three yard line. Late flag to be thrown in as he fell forward to the twenty-six yard line. The officials gonna chit-chat about this one. Allows me to let you know that Sunday mornings from eight to eleven on Eagle 107 catch the acoustic storm hosted by Audrey Brett The show delivers acoustic and unplugged version of well-known songs to classic rocks, classic hits, radio stations at Sunday morning from eight to eleven on Eagle. 107 that penalty is going to go against the Sealers Grove Seals they called it a personal foul it was at the end of the play there which will put the ball outside of the Central Mountain 40 yard line at the 41 yard line clock moves 545 before this ball snapped here for the Central Mountain Wildcats they lead 7 to 3 Gerlach under center (sighs) got some movement up front Spencer George quick off that tackle position
12: now to
1: play. They hard-counted again. And got Spencer George to jump there.
12: Yep.
2: That's a tough thing. And you know, to This go defense, go. those defensive linemen are coached to get five upfield five five as hard, as, hard as they can, come off the ball like they're shot out of a rocket. But, boy, you have to be so disciplined. That's hard. That's real hard. So it's going to give Central Mountain the walk-off to put
1: the ball at the 46-yard line. First and five. First and five for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals defense trying to come up with a big play here. They need one. Straight up the middle. This time Wallheiser falls forward to the 47, 48 yard line. Good defense. So it's gonna be a second down and short for the Central Mountain Wildcats.
2: They ran right up the gut, and, and um, Cameron Fogarty did a great job of stuffing it and allowing the linebacker to get there. We didn't necessarily get the penetration we needed up front, but we at least stopped that offensive line from getting any movement on us at all. And it's a penalty against the Central Mountain Wildcats,
1: so that's going to march them back inside their own 30 far. That's a big one. it will put it at the 33-yard line, and now it's a second down play here. The line to get for the Central Mountain Wildcats to pick up the first down. It's the ceilings Grove 49 yard line. They have it at their own 33 yard yeah. line. Second and 18. We'll call it a second down and 18. Absolutely. See so if defense can come up with a big play here. Gerlock turns, gonna drop back. It's a pressure. Nice. The backfield, he goes down. Kissinger blitzed off the right side and able to get to Gerlock. And Gerlach able to hold on to the ball, fortunately, for the Wildcats,
2: but a good play off that right side. Uh, Gerlach's not feeling real well after that hit. That was a great job by Scott by Scottie, uh Kissinger. Kissinger, he did a great job. Good speed he has coming off that edge. Dialed up perfectly. He was able to get to Gerlock and he showed
1: strong hands, did Gerlock because he sure. got hit hard. He was able to hold on to the ball. Yeah, he really got hit. <coughs> the ball sits at a 26-yard line, so now it's a third down and 23 for the Wildcats. Eye formation behind Gerlach. Takes the snap. Three-step drop. Looking. He's looking to the left. Gets rid of it. Man catches it. Well short of a first down. He's going to be tackled by multiple white shirts. Heil, Nate Allman, and also Kissinger. But like I said, well short of a first down as they mark it at the 41-yard line. Putting situation for the Wildcats. Fourth and ten. Perfect. Great defense by, by our guys. Great job, Seals. Seals Grove gonna to try to come up with real good field position here again. They scored on their last possession after a block punt to cut the lead to 7-3. To they trail with 328 to go here in the third quarter. Weaver waiting for the snap. He gets it, gets away. High kick. It's gonna hit the turf and bounce at the 25-yard line. Be spotted at the 25-yard line, first down and 10 for the Sealands Grove Seals as they will continue to try to get some offense going here. They trail by four, seven
2: to 7-3 to the Wildcats. I'll tell you what, Brandon Heil has their attention on their punt team, man. They, they made sure they blocked him that time.
1: Next week, Seals Grove will be at home for the first time in 2020 season, as they'll take on the Shemokin Indians. All the action can be heard. Start at 6 o'clock with Seals game day, followed by the Derrick Hicks pregame show. And the kickoff at 7. And, of course, all right here on Eagle107 and also on Eagle107.com. Seals Grove trying to get to 2-0 and on the season, but they trail at this point by 4, 7-3, to three, with 3.13 to go here in the third. Shotgun formation for Bastion. Twins to each side. Long count. Gets the snap. Drops back. Plenty of time. Looking. Throwing a deep... Pass out there to Ahmet. Now he's going to make the catch in midfield and be knocked out of bounds. He caught that in double coverage. Johnson and Hyland on the coverage, but Nate Ahmet able to make
2: the catch and put the ball into Central Mountain territory. He made a long, a long pass to the sideline here. That was a great job by Howell to adjust that ball. That ball came out a little bit like a duck. It was floating around there, wobbly, but what an adjustment Hyland made. Great, great effort.
1: 26-yard connection from Bastion. To to pick up the oh. first down and put it into Central Mountain Territory at the 49-yard line. First down and 10. Deuces to each side for the Seals Grove Seals. Bastion takes a snap. Design run off the left. Gets a block from moment Going to take it to the 45-yard line. Maybe the 43-yard line. Good play. Good positive play by Bastion on the run. It's going to bring up a second down
2: and four for the Seals. That, that's an awesome call. I love it. Yeah, when you when you have uh, the quarterback who's, who, who can run the ball like Bastion does, man, yeah, that's such a bonus. It is a defensive coordinator's nightmare to, to, to defend a quarterback who has wheels, who can run. And he did on that one to pick up
1: six on the play, second down and four, coming up on 215 to go here in the third period. Bastian stays in the shotgun. Offset to the left of him is Ryan almond Takes a snap. He's going to Zion run again. Get the block from almond Trying to bounce it to the outside. He'll have a first down and more. Takes it close to the 40, to be 35-yard line to the 36-yard line. Seals Grove showing the most productive offensive possession here as they got it in Central Mountain Territory to the
2: 36-yard line. First and down and 10 for the Seals. And that was the same play that Jay just ran the, the last time except this time they ran it to the right. I'll tell you what, Steve Miller did an outstanding job when he was playing right guard. He pulled out in front of that and blocked a linebacker down the field. Tremendous job. And he also got a nice job out of Almond, who had a nice block on the outside. Seals trying to keep the th- Chains moving here. They have a first down and 10 from the
1: 36-yard line. Staying in the shotgun is Bastion. Five receivers to each side. Bastion looking to throw. Under some pressure. Rolls out. Ball's tipped at the line of scrimmage. Knocked incomplete.
2: It'll be a second down and 10. They had one guy come through clean on that. Other than that, it looked like a good play. But they, they had one guy get pressure on Bastion. Threw the ball off a little bit. So bring up a second down and 10 for the Seals.
1: As they're trying to keep this drive alive, the most productive drive of the night for the Seals Grove Seals. They trail seven to three with one twenty-five to go here in the third period. They stay with the same formation. Nate Almert in the slot on the left. Bastion takes a stab. Give it to Ryan Allman. Second level. Bounces off a guy. Jumps over a defender. Falls to the 31-yard line. So it's going to be a third down and about four for the Seals. I think they're in four-down territory.
2: As they have two plays to pick up this first down and keep those chains moving. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to I'm starting to wonder uh, about the conditioning here because Seals Grove seems fresh right now. And as of right now, they have taken over the line of scrimmage offensively. They just moved that uh, that. That a central mountain defense back great job let's see if they can do that
1: same one of this play here they stay with the same formation brian omit to the left of bastion bastion quarterback keeper again there's gonna be a flag on the play as bastion goes to the right gets to the first down sticks but there is going to be a flag on the play so why they sort that out you know that Rob Center helps you wake up every morning beginning at 5 a.m. with the Rock and Roll Morning Show. You'll get all the news and you need from Mark Lawrence. AccuWeather will keep you updated on day's forecast. You'll also be able to catch the weekly comedy breaks, rock news, rock history, movie mics, reviews of the newest DVD releases, and new movies and theaters, celebrity birthdays and more all on Eagle 107 and Eagle 107 when you wake up with Rob Center at 5 A.M. We just got a 15 yard penalty against us. He's gonna march it all the way back to the 45 yard line. That would clip block below the waist. Yep. So it's gonna put the ball at the Central Mountain 45 yard line. Third down and 24. Clock at 30 seconds to go here in the third period. Seals Grove trailer seven to four. Bastion drops back. Look it over the middle. And Ooh. it was intended for Kissinger. Oh.
2: No penalty, a little bit nope. of a bump there on the slam, but no flag thrown. That was clearly pass interference. They missed that one big time. Clearly pass interference. So with the incomplete, it's going to bring up a punting situation. Brett Four will jog out and punt this one away. Unreal. That was wide. I mean, that was in the wide open field with officials right in front of it. Surprised the call wasn't there. Seals Grove, another
1: Unfortunate possession cut short turf ball goes back rolls against the turf Brett for gets rid of it Kicks it away Marble and it's ball still scrambling around off the muff and it looks like Central Mountain's going to come away with it Sealsgrove Grove had an opportunity there first one down with Seco, but is unable to make it Make the recovery off the muff Central Mountain is going to be able to come away with the recovery And coming out of we got an injury By the Central Mount Wildcat defender coming off the side here, asking for some
2: help from the training staff as he was hit. I I I hope he's okay there. Brett Ford just did a tremendous job again on that punt. Uh, The ball again was snapped way low. It skipped in front of him. He did a great job of handling that ball and getting a punt off. He must have nerves of steel. That's tough. We're going to have to correct that. You can't keep having the ball
1: hit the turf like
2: that. No, but, but thank goodness Brett Ford's there. He scooped it up, got it away. He's doing a great job.
1: Ball's at the 10-yard line in Central Mountain Territory. Deep man Pence gets the call. Off the left, gets to the 15-yard line, tackled there. Five-yard pickup. Clock's going to run out here in the third period. So we're going to go to break, go to the fourth quarter after we flip sides of the field. Seals Grove trailing 7-3 to to the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove trying to improve the to 2-0 as are the Central Mountain Wildcats. This is Seals Grove Football, presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and eagle107.com. Hiking, biking, rowing, running.
13: The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shemokin Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemoka
9: Dam. Health Center
15: Design with you in mind.
14: It's a classic, man. the Classic rock. Yeah, right.
0: Eagle 107 Rocks.
1: Sunday night, the Eagles host the Los Angeles Rams on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at noon. Kickoff at 1 with Maurice White-Quick on Eagle 107. we we'll get ready, move to the fourth quarter. Seals Grove trailing 7-3 to, to the Central Mountain Wildcats. The lone scoring by the Central Mountain Wildcats came in the first quarter off a pent 17-yard touchdown run. Seals Grove lone scoring came on Pardos' 22-yard field goal with 5.48 to go in the third, and that's where we stand. Seals Grove trailing Central Mountain seven to three. Take a snap as Gerlach. Gives it to Petz. Nice. Petz hit by Ryan Ahmet, driven to the turf at the 16-yard line. Ryan Albit comes off the pile saying he has the ball, but no signal there. Central Mountain will keep possession of the ball. They'll have it at the
2: 16-yard line. It'll be a third down and five. For the Wildcats. Again, excellent job by our defensive linemen. They did not budge on that play. They got upfield. They bounced a little bit wide and right to an opening that, that uh, Ryan Amit was able to just run through. And He had a one-on-one with that running back. Great hit. He's got to keep that up here. Third down,
1: and we'll call it six for the Wildcats. Taking a snap is Gerlock. Looking on the slam. He's got a man. Slam to the turf. First down pickup for the Central Mountain Wildcats,
2: making the catch that time Nick Long for the Central Mountain Wildcats. That's a tough one, boy. I'll tell you what, when you get a team that can run a good slant and throw it like that, that's hard to defend. As he
1: got inside of Nate Allman, and it's all got to be timing on the slant, Gerlach, quarterback-wise, hit him right in the numbers, pick yep. up a huge first down.
2: Yeah, the only way you can defend that, is if they keep beating you with it, you've got you to start lining up a little bit on the inside of that receiver and take that inside away. Don't let them, don't let them release inside like that. See if adjustments are made here as Long goes to the
1: right. Johnson to the left. Eye formation behind Gerlach. Sending Johnson in motion the last time he got the ball. He will again. Off the right side. Be chased by Metzger and finally tackled by Metzger at the 29-yard line. A pickup of about four As looked like they'll mark it more like at the 28-yard
2: line. So it'll be a second down and six for the Central Mountain Wildcats. That was an excellent job by Vance Mesker that time. He, he did a great job. He was pretty much on an island by himself there. He stood the defender up, Actually, absolutely handled that offensive tackle, stood him up, waited for the running back to come, threw him off and made the tackle. Good job by Vance Mesker. Very athletic move by a big dude. He's a big kid. So we got a second down play
1: here, second down and six coming up on ten minutes to go in the ball game. Seals Grove trailing seven to three, and there's going to be a timeout taken here. Quick here, see if we get some updated on some scores here of other games going on around the Valley. Part of our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Most updated scores we have. Jersey Shore leading Chickalemi 53 to nothing in the third. Mifflinburg leading Lewisburg 10 to 7 in the fourth. Yeah, Hughesville all over Warrior Run at this point, twenty-four to thirteen. Southern Columbia at halftime leading Bloomsburg thirty-five to nothing. Montoursville handling Central Columbia thirty-six to three, and Danville shutting out Midwest at halftime, twenty-eight to nothing. That's all part of our out-of-town Score We're Brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. Shikalemi struggling, no surprise, but 53-0, that's tough. Whoa, boy, that's a rough one. After you came here last week and lost 33-6, and now you're on the opposite end, the wrong end of a 53-0 game against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs are the Shikalemi Braves. Once again, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs are for real. Second down play here following the timeout for the Wildcats. They lead 7-3, fumbled snap. Gerlach able to pick it up. You talked about they had mm-hmm. some mishaps during the game a week ago. We've had a couple here where the exchange from center to quarterback have been difficult. Gerlach comes away holding his hand as well. Mm-hmm. See if that's a factor. He'd probably reach for it instead of falling on it. 61 has to come out of this game. That's the center, so always keep an eye on that. Now mm-hmm. 56 comes in, the backup center, so you got to keep
2: that's council will come in, and he'll take over the center position. Now you create a whole lot of havoc for that, for that in center. If you're the nose guard now, you're bouncing all over the place, trying to make that kid think as much as he can about you. Third down play here. Pence gets the call. Going off
1: to left, going to be short of the first down sticks by about two. Mm -hmm. Good pursuit by White Shirts, Rumberger, Miller, Ahmet, Nate Aumet, Ryan Aumet, Kyle, all those white shirts around, and it came up with a big play to force a punt here for the Central Mount so Wildcats.
2: Fourth and two. Our defense is doing an outstanding job right now. Candidate, outstanding.
1: Candidate there for the Smoky Dam Hill Center backbreaker play of the game. Absolutely. Stop them two sh- yards short of a first down, get a punt here, mm-hmm. as Hoover and Four will drop back at about their 33-yard line. Just under nine minutes to go in the game. Seals go trailing seven to three. High kick but short. It's going to hit at the 46-yard line and roll out of bounds. Seals Grove, once again, they've had no problem with field position all night long. Not at all. They just have not been able
2: to cash in. No, and again, that was not a very good punt by by Central Mountain. We got the ball on Central Mountain's 49-yard line. So Seals Grove will take over, trailing
1: 7-3 at the Central Mountain 49-yard line. Seals Grove looking to go 2-0 on the season. Next week, they return home to take on the Shemokin Indians. But they were trying to take care of business here. If they could come away with a win here under the circumstance, offensively struggling here tonight, but if they could somehow, someway come away with a win, they'll take that, get on that bus, and head back to Sealsgrove. get ready for smoking next week. Just have to cross some lines here. Deuces. Wide receivers to each side. Going to send Hyland motion going right to left. Bastion waiting for the snap. Gets it. The keeper gets a block from Ahmed, trying to bounce it to the outside, being chased by blue shirts, runs out of bounds. Look like at a mark at about the 46-yard line after a pickup about
2: two, maybe three, second down to seven. Yep, about three-yard gain. And, again, that was just quarterback keep the whole way around the right side with Ahmed out in front of it blocking. I like that play. You know, I'll take, th- I'll take three yards on a first down. I don't have a problem with
1: that at all. Setting up a second down and seven. 8.44 to go in the game. Bastion calling out the play in the huddle there. Sending wide receivers each side once again. Looks like they're going to start with a trips left look here with Nate on Brett Four, and Heil. Kissinger, the lone receiver on the right. See the quick throw this time. Out to Brett Four. Makes the catch. Makes a man miss. Still going and finally going to be swallowed up by Walliser. But he's going to be able to get inside of the 45 down to the 42-yard line. It's going
2: to be a third down and short for the Seals. That was a bubble screen left uh, to four. Four just took a step forward and backed up about three yards. Quarterback threw it to him behind the line of scrimmage. He had some blockers out in front. He actually made a very tough run for about uh, about four yards. Very good job by Brett Ford. Second, set up this third down and
1: very short third for the about, seals, seals. Third and about three. Yep. So this is a manageable third down. Ryan Ryan Ahmet alone back in the backfield along with Bastion. you got to think this is probably four-down territory. Quick slant this time. Caught by Nate Ahmet. Trying to run away from the defender. Now it's going to be a matter of a spot. Did he pick up the first down? They're going to wave him on until it's a first down for the Seals Grove Seals. That's a huge play. Bastion hits Ahmet. Ahmet able to fall forward. And pick up the first down as they spotted at the
2: 38-yard yeah, line. Excellent call by Coach Ferraro. Uh, he knew that that hitch was going to be there. He knew that uh, Amman was going to be able to turn up and get those yards to that first down. It was a super job. And move the chains, crossing lines as you called for, Dave. Yep. They do there to put the ball to the 38-yard line. We've got plenty of time. It was seven 7.28 on the clock. It's fourth uh, fourth quarter. We have the ball in there, 38-yard line. Calling out the signals is senior quarterback Coy
1: bashing with trips to the left. He turns, going to give it to Hoover. Straight between the tackles. He lost the ball. There's a scramble. There's a crash. Come on, come up with it. Come up with it, guys. And it call yet. There's a scramble right at the 34-yard line. Let's
2: fight for that but They're going to
1: say they recovered it. Seals Grove recovered it. Oh,
2: thank goodness. Vance
1: Metzger comes away. He's on the turf.
2: There was a crash out there. There was a huge hit. As guys went down to try to get that ball. That was a mad scramble in there for that ball. I tell you, there were a lot of bodies flying,
1: and I don't know who came up with that. But Hoover had lost it as he went through the initial
2: line of scrimmage, and there was a scramble. And you know, and and if Hoover hadn't have lost that football, he was going to go. He, I mean, he was going to get some yards. That was a good looking play. But they're able to retain the ball at the 34 yard
1: line for the seals,
2: and we're second and six.
1: I'm okay with that. We're good. Second down and six. On six thirty five yard line. Six thirty five to go in the game. Pistol formation. Bastion rolling to his left. Looking. Got to get rid of. Looking for four on the out. Four nice. Catches it. Tiptoes out of bounds at nice. the
2: 16 yard line. Excellent. I got to tell you, there was a fantastic block inside there by Seco. That was a sprint out pass left. Seco sealed the defensive end. Unreal block by him. That offensive line giving Bastion time to be able to make that connection
1: to four. When you love to see Vance Mesker, Catherine, Young, Miller, and Seco, and you talked about Seco making the crucial block there to allow Bastion
2: to get that time. And that was a, a tremendous, a tremendous job by Brett Ford. Great concentration. He ran an excellent pattern. First, First
1: down and ten from the sixteen yard line in Central Mountain territory for the Seals. Give it to Ryan Allman. Carrying defenders trying to get to the fifteen. Bounces it back and it's gonna finally be taken down as he's going to lose yardage there, just trying to muscle his way out of blue shirts but not able to. And they'll mark it back close to the 18-yard line. It's going to be a loss of a couple. It's going to be a
2: second down. We'll call it 13. Well, I'm not sure about that spot. I really uh, it, it I thought looked, it
1: stopped the more forward momentum you put over where it
2: was. Forward motion was, I think he gained a yard, uh, but they have him for a two-yard loss. They drove him back as a whistle was blowing, and, and they marked the ball way back there so now we're second and 13. second down and 13. and we're in four down set. territory here we're okay two backs
1: in the backfield rumberger along with bastion and almond rolling to the right is bastion looking going to throw it to rumberger he makes the catch hit right at the sideline by weaver and knocked out of bounds about the 16 yard line with we'll- Be right where this possession started so it's going to be a third down and 10 for the seals at the central mountain 16 yard
2: line they trail 7-3 with 534 to go in the game but now it's third and 10 i believe and we but again we have two downs here a field goal is not going to do it for at this point for us at this point
1: snapping out of the huddle here is bastion Two wide receivers split to the left. Gets a snap from Young, rolling to his left. Looking, looking, stretching it out as far as he can. Tries to throw it for four and Ford not able to make the catch as he went out of bounds as he came back for the catch. So it's going to be a fourth down and ten for the Seals at the Central Mountain 16-yard line. They need to get to the Central Mountain 6 to keep this drive alive.
2: Yeah, I'm going if I'm them. They've got to go for this.
1: Fourth and ten. Big play here, and is it worth a timeout? It will be oh, yeah. a timeout taken here by the seals with 5:25 to go in the game. They trail seven to three. They have a fourth down and ten at the Central Mountain 16-yard line as they're trying to punch it in to take their lead—a lead for the
2: first time tonight. It's going to be real interesting to see what uh, what Mike Ferraro comes up with here with this offense. It's time if you have a trick play or if you have if you have a gimmick. It might be time to look at that. Right, because your normal stuff didn't really, didn't really, not a whole lot from that yet. Taking a look at our Blaze Alexander
1: Ford Tough game of the week where it's worth the drive to Route 45, Montoursville, all over Central Columbia. Last update, 36 to 3. That was at halftime. That's our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough game of the week. Again, reset things here. 5.27 to go in the game. Sealsgrove has it fourth down and 10 from the Central Mountain 16-yard line. Sealsgrove took a timeout here. As Dave said, if you're going to have a gimmick play here, maybe it's going to come on this play here, trying to pick up a big first down. Deuces. That means wide receivers to each side. Bastion in the backfield, and a shotgun with Amit offset to the left of him. Nick Young in the center, looking for the snap, going in motion, it's Heil. It's going to go to Bastion, under some pressure, looking, being chased, trying to get
2: rid of it, unable to make the connection. We did not get the blocks. It was a sprint out pass left. We didn't get the blocks on the outside to free up uh, Bastion. And he had to throw on the run across his body, He's a right-hander running left. And he just wasn't able to get enough air under that. We talk about after tonight,
1: Seals Girl will be at home for back-to-back games against Shemokin and Jersey Shore. For Central Mountain, they will be at Jersey Shore, and then they host Milton
2: in the next two weeks. Okay, so the, we have 521 left on the clock. Central Columbia has the ball on the 16-yard line. We have two timeouts left. We can still do this, guys. We're in good shape here. we got to shut them down right here. Looking for a big defensive stop yep. here, as you say as Central Mountain
1: takes over from their own 16-yard line to check in the chains on the far side. Delay to getting this one going here. Scoring recap, Pence scored 235 to go in the first quarter for Central Mountain. 17-yard touchdown run, 7-0 lead at that point. That would be the score at halftime. 7-0 lead for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove would get a black punt, would turn into a four-play minus three-yard drive, finished off by a field goal by Pardot to make it 7-3. And that's where we stand here in the fourth quarter. It's going to be Pence. Squeezes throw. He lost the ball. It's on the ground. It's a scramble. Hoover say we got it, but no call yet. Come up with it, guys. As the official ah. is going to say that Central Mountain's able to come away with the fumble. Pence went off to the left ball knocked out of his hands it looked like he was able to jump back on top of it and avoid a crucial turnover by the wildcats
2: and that resulted in about a five-yard gain for central mountain so a second well actually about a four-yard gain a second at about six now clock running sealsgrove at two timeouts remaining 445
1: to go here in the ball game trailing seven-three. Power look for Central Mountain this time. Got some movement up front. <laughs>
2: the hard count us again.
1: Yep. Hey, coming up after the game, we'll check on games going on around the Valley, get some final scores for you, get the final stats from our Staten Manzac showers. Also, we'll get down on the field attempt to depending on policy here we don't think actually that we can get down on the field for another interview with coach Derek hicks unable to do that but we'll give our final analysis to this one and look forward to next week games all part of the service electric cable vision post game show second down and one following the penalty by the seals i formation for central mountain giving it to the fullback falling forward And he's going to have enough for a first down. They're going to move the chains as they'll mark the ball at the 27-yard line for the Wildcats. Clock moving 417 after they reset the chains. Yep, we need a big defensive stop here. First down and 10 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Gerlach gets the call from the sideline, comes out. Talk things over. They're going to use
2: every bit of that play clock.
1: Seals Grove left with two timeouts right now. Play clock is at 14. I think that they're going to let it wind down to five seconds. Just a little more five seconds. Let's go to Pence. Rumberger able to hold up that block. And Pence tried to run underneath of it, and Pence went down. Good play by
2: Rumberger. Short pickup of one. It's going to be a second down and nine. Yeah, Rumberger looked tough there. He had that gigantic uh, tight end out on him with that 240-pound number 44 down there. He stuffed him and and just played it straight up and down the line of scrimmage and, and bounced it into the buddies.
1: Setting up a second down and nine for the Wildcats. Again, in no rush here. Play clock is at 15. The last time they snapped it, right around seven seconds. See if they do that again here. They could even take it under five to let the clock run. Coming up on three minutes to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing seven to three. Gerlock turns. Get it to Walheiser. Runs into a wall of white shirts and finally going to be taken down. Don't need any extracurricular stuff here. They're going to unravel all the defenders there, pick up a maybe one.
2: Huge third down play here for the Seals Grove defense. This is gigantic, and, and the Seals defensive front really is, they're, they're handling uh, that that big offensive line for uh, Central Mountain right now. They're going to need to do it again. Yes, here. they are.
1: Guys up front, Vance Metzger, Fogarty, Miller. Third and what, about late? Third and eight from their own 29-yard line. Two twenty-five to go in the game. Seals Grove looking to get the ball back. They have two timeouts remaining. Big third down play here for the Seals defense. Johnson goes in motion from left to right. Gerlock drops back, throws it, gets rid of it. He's got a man. makes the catches long, and he's going to get in Seals Grove territory to the forty-eight yard line on the strike from Gerlock to Nick Young. He threw a perfect, a
2: perfect ball. Nick Long, sorry. Nick Long, that's fine. But uh, Central Mountain came out. They ran a curl. Um, That's a tough one. That's a tough one to defend. They ran it perfectly. The quarterback threw it on a rope. I mean, it was just a laser.
1: Huge first down pickup for Central Mountain. Exactly 150 to go in the game. And look to run the ball here. Let the play clock wind down. It's at 10 right now. Gerlach under Center. Takes a snap, turn, look to give to the deep man Pence. Goes off the right, able to avoid Rothamalt and Rumberger. Short pickup of one. Now you wonder about timeouts.
2: Yeah, Sealsgrove's got to burn a timeout very shortly here. Clock's gonna continue to run, not
1: use it quite yet. Falls at the 49-yard line in Seals Grove territory for the Wildcats. Wildcats leading 7-3. The Wildcats scored in the first quarter on a 17-yard touchdown run. Seals Grove was able to get on the board with a field goal from 22 yards out by Pardot. They came in the third quarter, and that's all the scoring tonight at this point. 7-3 lead for the center Mountain Wildcats. Gerlach under center. Gives it to D. man Pence. Off the right. Defense. defense, Going down quickly. Ryan Allman makes the stop. Pick up a one. Timeout taken by Coach Derrick Kicks, and the Seals Grove Seals trying to Hang on to as much time on the game clock. 53 seconds to go here in the ball game. as Central Mountain looking to prove to 2-0. and Seals Grove also looking to approve the 2-0, and but right now they find themselves on the short end of a 7-3 ballgame, which is 53 seconds to go. Next week, we'll be back home here on Eagle 107, 107 Eagle107.com as Seals Grove will host the Shemokin Indians. It all starts 6 o'clock with the Sunbury Motors Seals game day followed by the Derrick pregame show and the kickoff at 7 here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. trying to look some more updated scores here for you it's part of the Aubrey Alexander out of town scoreboard no surprise Chicalimi trailing big to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 53 nothing mifflinburg Lewisburg a three point game with Lewisburg trailing 17-14 smoking all over Milton 30 to nothing that's out of town scoreboard brought to you by Blaze Alexander or, excuse me, by Aubrey Alexander Toyota, bringing her out of town scoreboard. Third down play here. A runner by Gerlach dives into the line of scrimmage. Going to be stopped short of a first down as he's able to take it to the 43 yard line. Another quick timeout taken by the Sealens Grove Seals. We've got about a fourth and four. They're going to send Weaver out to punt this one away. Looks here
2: following this timeout. Well, if if Seals Grove has ever had a great return game, we need it right now. Or a block punt? Or a block punt? They've four done that a few on, times, right? Four of them on the year. Yeah, you better believe it. You would think Coach Rainier knows that.
1: So, they haven't had any issues in the open field on the on the uh, getting the ball off, but they did on that when they were deep in their own end zone.
2: Yeah. Hile was able to get in there, so you know he's going to be coming off the edge. Yes, probably going to have to be somebody other than Hile this time because they have really paid a lot of attention the last couple of times they punted.
1: And they stick <laughs> somebody right up the middle. They're going to send Kissier and Hile off the edges maybe and see if they can get somebody coming and streak okay. it right through the middle. I'd hit every gap, bring him. bring them. 45 seconds to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 7-3 to to the Central Mount Wildcats. Central Mountain looking to go 2-0 for the first time in quite some time. And they're in business right now leading 7-3. But Weaver drops back to punt this one away. Return man for Seals Grove standing at the 7-yard line waiting for this Weaver punt. Good snap. Gets it away quickly. End over end. It's going to bounce and roll inside of the 10-yard line Uh. as Brett Ford is unable to get to it to get any return, it's going to go
2: out at the five yard line. and that was no fault of Brett Ford. That was a knuckleball that kid kicked a low line drive knuckleball. It bounced and rolled violently to the sideline. There's nothing he could do about that. It looked like much like what we'd seen from Wyatt Metzger a year ago. yeah,
1: when he would boom them and they would go inside the ten down yep. to the five yard line same yep. type of kick. thirty nine seconds to go. no timeout for the seals trailing seven to three to the Central mountain Wildcats. This abbreviated series of four games, Seals Grove won all four. Right now, they're going to have to come up with a miracle to try to avoid losing their first game to the Central Mountain Wildcats. Shotgun for Bastion. Five receivers each side. Bastion drops back. Looking to right. Indienzo gets rid of it. Short hop to Brett Ford. Probably better off for letting that one hit the turf because wasn't going to get much there, and that's going to take a lot of time off the clock. Now,
2: he got pressure, too, right away.
1: 35 seconds to go, clock stop after the incomplete by Bastion, trying to get it to Brett Ford.
12: Let's make some noise, fans. Twins
1: to each side. Ryan Allman in the backfield along with Bastian. Bastion dropping back, looking down deep down the left sideline. Kissinger trying to make it cut, and he's going to get a flag this time. Excellent. Kissinger trying to go up underneath the defender. Holland knocked him to the turf. There'll be a flag on the play for the Seals Grove Seals to get him out of the shadow of their own end zone, with 29 seconds to go in the
2: game, trailing seven to three. Yeah, he was on a streak batter. He was going straight up the field, and that the defender was really tight on him. And there's a whole lot of banging around there. So they'll walk off this penalty and put it at the
3: 20 yard.
1: First down and ten for the seals. 29 seconds to go. We're
2: on the 20-yard line now. Our own
1: receivers to each side. Bastion drops back under some pressure. Gets a quick throw out there. Nice. Brett Ford makes the catch. Gets a foot down at the 29-yard line. Gets out of bounds to stop the clock with 25 seconds to go in the game. Seals trailing
2: seven to three. That's a very good throw by Coy Bastion. He threw off his back foot. He got pressure, but uh, he really delivered a nice ball on the sideline out here. Brett Ford just ran a real, real, real quick out. First down, good job. First down and 10 at the 29-yard
1: line. Looked like the market at the 30 in Central Mountain territory for Bastion. Dropping back, rolling to his right, looking, just gets rid of it. Yeah. He was under heavy pressure yeah. by Weaver. And to avoid getting tackled, got rid of it. Holds the clock at 19 seconds to go in the game. Seals Grow trailing 7-3 to, to the Wildcats.
2: Yep. They have it at their own 30-yard line due to the SEALs. They're bring uh Center Mountain's bring six guys every play. And that's tough because we have five, we have five downmen blocking and running backs, so we've got to be perfect with our blocks here. Bastion gets a good
1: snap, drops back, looking over the middle. Nope to the oh. side, almost intercepted, intended for Heil, falls incomplete, leaving 15 seconds to go. Almost intercepted that time by number 13 Rinker who had 13 tackles a week ago. Almost gets a big play there for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Falls incomplete, and it brings up a third down and 10. 15 seconds to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 7-3. Pence is the deep safety in this setup for the Central Mountain Wildcat defense. He stands at his own 40-yard line. Seals Grove's possession here is at the 30-yard line. Bassett drops back. Throw it over the middle for Heil. Makes the catch pitches it to Nate or to Brett Ford who throws it back and the ball just keeps getting thrown around what's gonna happen is the clock is gonna run out Seals Grove is gonna lose their first game against the Seals Grove Seals in this shortened series as they lose seven to three to the Central
2: Mountain Wildcats will we see this team again this year we do see them again I said will we we will. Yep. We play them twice. You're doggone right. That that that's going to be a it's going to be a big game next time around, and it's going to be tough for Central Mountain to defend this. So the Seals Grove seals fall to the Central Mountain Wildcats
1: seven to three here from Central Mountain High School. We're going to take a break. Come back. Bring you the Service Electric Cable Vision post game show for you. This is Seals Grove football. Presented by Seals Grove 4 here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
6: WNL Nissan is proud to support the Sealance Grove Seals this high school football season on Eagle 107. Visit WNL Nissan on the strip in Sealins Grove as they are celebrating Nissan Truck Month till the end of the month, September 30th, with as low as 0% financing for up to 72 months on Select Models. See all offers and details online at WNLNissan.com. Stay safe and good luck to the 2020 Sealands Grove
9: Seal i It's time to put Wi-Fi where it belongs, everywhere. Replace your router and blanket your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi powered by Plume and SECV. Plume continuously learns about your internet needs and gets better each day. Plume also brings you parental controls, guest access, ad blocking, and security protection from suspicious content and devices, all available at the touch of a button through the Plume app. Call 1-877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash plume to learn more. It's game time,
5: and the team at I'm the Guy Basement Systems is ready to give you a customized game plan to fix your basement's problems: moisture, seepage, mold. Those are serious problems that won't go away on their own. Let ITG help. We offer free inspections to ensure your home is dry and healthy. Visit itgbasementsystems.com to schedule your free estimate today.
15: Itg Basement Systems. systems. I'm the This part of today's game is brought to you by Diversified Construction. Hey, whose turn is it to make the popcorn? When I was a kid, it was always my turn. First, I shook the hot oil pan until the corn popped, and later I used a hot air popper. Now I'm back popping in a hot oil pan because the butter and salt sticks to the popcorn better. Hopefully, you're having a good time snacking with family while listening to today's game. Quality family time is what life is all about. We'll be back later in the broadcast to tell you about what we do here at Diversified Construction.
0: Eagle 107. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cable Vision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess.
1: Welcome to the Service Electric Cable Vision Post Game Show. Pat O'Brien, Dave Hess, and Zach Showers. As we just seen, the Seals Grove Seals fall to the Central Mountain Wildcats 7-3. It's the first, lo- first loss for the Seals Grove Seals against the Central Mountain Wildcats in this short series. So now Seals Grove. Does lead the all-time series four games to one, but Seals Grove falls short to the Central Mountain Wildcats, seven to three. Dave, this the Schmooka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, and there weren't a lot to talk here tonight. There was a struggle uh, offensively. I, the defense did what they needed to do. Same same thing they did last week. Got gave up that one long drive. Pence took it in for the score tonight, as uh, Ra- Rau did a week ago. The defense adjusted to that. They made some plays, gave the offense some opportunities, but unable to punch it in for that go-ahead score here late in the game. But uh, so the smoke Health Center backbreaker play of the game, uh, you know, it's got to be the Pence touchdown. I mean, hey, that ends yeah. up being the difference well, in the game. Had,
2: that was a great run. Uh, The the kid the kid really did a good job on that play. He
1: was able to squeeze through which completed a ten play drive and ended up taking in for the score and you know that's the difference in the game for the Seals Grove Seals. They fall seven to three. And, again, many opportunities. Some of the other candidates you throw out there was the defensive stance by the Central Mountain Wildcats when we had the ball at the one-yard line. That was a big one. So those are different plays in, in terms of what Central Mountain was able to do. But the difference in the game was the lone touchdown on the night as Pence was able to take it in for a score from 17 yards out for the Central... I can still remember the kids
8: rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet.
10: Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile?
8: I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats
14: running on those hardwoods. And you yelling, leave the shoes outside.
10: (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them.
8: Just like we do, honey.
10: Right? You bet, my dear. You bet.
8: Carpet Man in
10: Milton. Flooring for life.
3: In-store, at home, or anywhere in between. Now, you decide how to buy your next car, truck, van, or SUV. Conduct the entire process online from the comfort of your home, and let us deliver your new vehicle to you. Or begin the experience online and finish it in our store for a quick and easy car buying experience. With never-before-seen incentive. now is the time to buy. All backed by our lowest price guarantee. So start your online digital buying experience today at blazealexander.com. Taking deals the other guys won't.
13: Oh, I hate this line. I'm going to be late for work. I just want a cup of good coffee and I don't have all day to sit here waiting. Well, good news for
5: you. You soon can get fresh roasted coffee and treats at Route 11 Coffee and Cream on the Danville Highway. It's going to be the funnest, funkiest coffee world. In the Valley with a drive-thru that serves you friendly and fast. It's happening later this month, so go to their Facebook page now for updates. Route 11 Coffee and Cream on, uh, you know, Route 11, of course, in between Nori and Danville, coming to you soon.
0: Just close your eyes and pretend we're still playing this stuff off vinyl. That's how we remember it.
9: One vinyl record album?
0: Classic rock. Eagle 107. Eagle 107.
1: Central Mountain would go in at halftime, leading 7-0. Central Mountain would see Seelings Grove get great field position off a of blocked punt. Pardot would kick a 22-yard field goal with 5.48 to go in the third period. That was a 4 play, unfortunately, a minus three yards. It took one minute, 39 seconds. The field goal was good, and it was 7-3 at that point. But Seelings Grove, that's all the scoring they would do, and all the scoring we see on the night. No scoring in the... Fourth quarter, Seals Grove falls to Central Mountain 7-3 to, to fall to 1-1 one, wo- one, one on the season. Let's take a break, come back, wrap things up. We'll get our stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, and also look into other scores going on around the Valley, all part of the postgame show provided by Service Electric Cable Vision here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Keep it right here. As we continue with the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show for you. I think we want to look at some other scores going on around the valley. As Seals Grove will take on Shemokin next week. They were in command at the last we checked, the way that they were handling Milton. Seals Grove again will take on the Shemokin Indians as they return home for the first time all season here in 2020. Updated scores again. Jersey Shore beating Chickalemmy. 53 to nothing. Lewisburg falls to Mifflinburg, 17 to 14. Updated score, Shemokin leading Milton, 30 nothing. Muncie all over, Bucktail, 42 to 24. Warrior Run finds himself trailing to Hughesville, 37 to 13. Southern Southern having no problem with Bloomsburg, 41 to nothing. And Montoursville, which was part of our tough game of the week, leading Central Columbia 43-3. Danville up on Midwest 49-7. to Those are updated scores here, part of the Service Electric Cable Vision game show. Our out-of-town scoreboard, of course, brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota as they bring you our updated scores from around the valley. So let's take one last break, come back, and we're going to wrap things up here from Central Mountain High School again as Seals Grove Falls to Central Mountain 7-3. to three. Let's try to take one last break before we wrap things up here. Part of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. <laughs>
0: Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football.
1: Back here at Central Mountain High School, Pat O'Brien along with Coach Dave Hess and Zach Showers. Again, Seals Grove falls tonight 7-3 to, to the Central Mountain Wildcats. Next week, Seals Grove will take on the Shimokin Indians. Again, you can hear all the action starting at 6 with the Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motor Company, the Derek Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7, all on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Remember to check all the sports programming on Eagle 107 by going to Eagle107.com. So that wraps up the SEALs post-game show, presented by Service Electric Cable Vision here from Central Mountain High School, where the Seals Grove Seals fall to 1-1 after a loss to the Central Mountain Wildcats 7-3. The Central Mountain Wildcats improved to 2-0. Next, they'll have the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Remember, you can catch all the updated final scores by going to Eagle107.com or the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Just click on the high school banner for games across the central Pennsylvania. For Zach Showers, our stack guy, our producer, Anthony Fusa, and our producer, who's our producer tonight, and Dave Hessis, Pat O'Brien, saying thanks for joining us tonight for SEALs football on Eagle107 and Eagle107.com.